The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Football Friday, Big Sills National Football Show. How you doing? Need to get a t-shirt. How you doing? I, I, I know all the merchandise goes to the signature show on the network, uh, Sports Take, the hats and the green room and, you know, all the gear and such. Just little old Big Sills, you and me. That's all it is. You see, we're blue collar guys. We don't need anything special, man. We just show up here each and every single Friday. (laughs) So you get the goodies when you show up. (laughs) You know how Derek Jeter, when he goes on a date back in the day and he gives people signed autographed bats and baseballs, I'll have it in the limo. Here's your hat. Here's your shirt. And here's your food card. Hope all are having a good Friday. Thank you again for stepping in with us. Did you see that quarterback last night? Wow, Josh Allen, when you watch that guy play, man, damn, that's a quarterback. That's what I'm talking about. That dude is unbelievable. That's a franchise quarterback, my friends. Truckers love Sills. Honk the horn, my friend. Freak show. But you know what Xander said, all kidding aside? Dude, stop being Andrew Luck. You're going to get yourself killed. You will not last. There is no way that guy lasts longer than Jalen Hurts. No way with that style of play. He is everywhere. That guy is going to be in a position where he's going to have to start making business decisions. Because... You're going to get hit somewhere along the line. And when you're running the ball the way you run, you run so recklessly. He runs worse, in my opinion, than Cam Newton and Lamar Jackson. Both those guys combined. He, he's, I think he's worse than Andrew Luck. Ray, he is huge, man. Okay? He is huge. He's massive. But that dude's going to end up getting himself hurt, and he's going to hurt that franchise. Dude, man, you got to play a little bit more smarter. But I'll say this. He's a weapon, man. I mean, you know what I thought about, too? With all those turnovers, just to show you how his greatness is, you guys are right on turnovers. He's got a lot. They're still 9-3. and The Bills are still 9-3. and You guys got two less losses than they do. And this guy's got like a billion turnovers. That shows you what he can do in a ball game. He can still turn the game around at any moment. Is he the cause for some of the issues? How would you like to have this? How would you like to have to coach an offense to score more? Or how would you like to have to pull Josh Allen back off the cliff? I'd rather pull that dude off the cliff than push him to it. 
That's how I look at Josh Allen. Josh Allen is such a good ball player. You got to pull him off the ledge. I'd rather have that. This guy's trying to win every single, and I'm not saying that Jalen's not trying to win every single game. That's not where I'm going with that. And Jalen is smarter. Jalen is a smarter ball player. That's a fact. I agree. I agree. He, and, and, and I don't think Jalen Hurts makes business decisions. I think he makes game decisions. So it's not like when you watch somebody, when they're going to dive on Sunday because Derrick Henry's running at you and they're going to make a business decision. That's not what I'm saying Jalen does. I think Jalen prepares. You know what? I'm not saying even that he prepares better. But I will say this to you. I think that um, I think Josh Allen, his preparation has to be a little better, I would think. Jalen just seems more prepared. I don't know. That's, that's just how I perceive it. He just looks a little bit more prepared. Now, again, if I have to pick a quarterback who I'm going to pick to be my starting quarterback on my team, the kid in Buffalo is it. I wouldn't even think of Jalen Hurts being my guy. If I wanted a CEO for a company, Jalen Hurts is my guy. Josh Allen's my quarterback. That's how I would, again, it's preferential taste on how I want my team to be moved and how I want my quarterback to play. That's all it is. It's nothing. And again, it's not a hate. I wouldn't want Lamar there. Boy, I tell you what, they're going to sell a lot of tickets. He's going to sell a lot of tickets. Jalen's not. He's he he is gonna he's more Vic. Lamar's more Vic. Jalen's not. Jalen, believe it or not, is more Tyrod Taylor, but more of a winner and better. Okay. Not very entertaining. The Eagles don't have a very entertaining offense. They 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 just don't. All right, what happens in this game on Sunday? What up, my friend, Steven? Um, if Big Ben can make it, anyone can. Jeremiah, Big Ben, 6'7", 355 pounds. That guy's bigger than some of his offensive tackles. Okay? Yeah, Patriots are real juggernauts this year. Congrats. Um, still well coached. And by the way, the New England Patriots have a superior coaching staff to the Eagles, so I wouldn't be talking about teams being prepared. I'd like to have you pull out the game film for the Colts or, or, or maybe Washington and tell me how those things are going. So show some respect for, for an organization that has the best coaching staff on it. They just don't have the players right now. That's what's happened in New England. After 23 years, finally the players aren't there. Yeah, okay. That's probably what happened. After 23 years, the New England Patriots don't have enough players. You've been waiting 23 years to say that? And six Super Bowls later? And nine conference championships later? Okay, congratulations. You win, I guess. Jealousy factor for that Patriot organization blows my mind. But because people hate to see other people having great success, that's what it is. It's jealousy. Nine conference championships? Do you realize when Brady was in New England with Belichick that every other year for 20 years, 
They were in a conference championship or in a Super Bowl. Every other year, that Patriot dynasty was in the Super Bowl. That's how unbelievable. Brady's entire time starting as a quarterback. If you put it all together, every other year they were in the Super Bowl. They had three dynasties. Incredible. Absolutely nothing to do with that stupid conversation of PSIs in Spygate. Dumbest conversations and a waste of my time. Absolutely a great dynasty. Didn't matter if you had one pound of air in it or two pounds or three pounds. They had three dynasties. Never mattered. It never mattered. Whatever concocted thing, Russia hoax, they came up with the Patriots. That's what I equated to, the Russian hoax. The New England Russian hoax. (laughs) Unbelievable. All right, Sunday. Do the Titans beat the Eagles? Yes or no? Thank you, Michael. Appreciate you coming aboard. Thank you, my friend. Who wins on Sunday? I'd like to hear some of your thoughts. Michael, very cool. N91, no. No? No. Maybe. No, Eagles win. Okay. Big Sills. Big Sills has the Tennessee Titans winning 23-20 on Sunday. And here's why. You won't be able to stop the run. Derrick Henry's going for 150. You will not be able to stop it. You're damaged in the secondary. I personally believe that Ryan Tannehill is going to throw north of 250 and the game won't be close. Okay? Well, 23-20 is close. So I got to put that in fair. Okay? 23-20. to You can't stop Derrick Henry. You can. I want to make this emphasis clear, though. Can you beat them? Absolutely. Will you? Your defensive coordinator is going to be the reason you lose this game. Not your talent. Not your talent. You think Jonathan again is going to for- blitz on first and second down like Cincinnati did last week? Yes or no? Let's, let's, let, let's let you potentially change my mind. Do you guys believe Jonathan Gannon will blitz like Cincinnati did last week? Yes or no? Ray says no. How many people? So big Gucci, you think they're going to blitz on first and second down? Danny, no. Jordan Davis. I'll get to Jordan Davis in a minute. Tell me. You know in your heart, Jonathan Gannon is not blitzing on first and second down. So Derrick Henry is going to get his running start. Jay, I agree he better. He's not. It's not in his DNA. 
That's not what he does. I'm going to ask John McMullen at the bottom of the hour. If they're going to pull what Cincinnati did last week, do you think they will? I think this game's closer. And I think Tennessee wins it. And I think it's because of the coordinator. Not because of the... Jalen's going to play well. I think AJ's going to play well. But they have also a dynamic offense that keeps the ball away from opposing teams too. They have the best running back in the NFL. They have a Hall of Fame running back. He's not the best. He's a Hall of Famer. Derrick Henry is in his prime in the Hall of Famer. You're looking at OJ and Emmett and Earl Campbell and Adrian Peterson and Jim Brown. You're looking at that guy. That's who that guy is. He's that guy. He's not Frank Gore. Okay? He's not Curtis Martin. Those are fine backs. That guy's those dudes. That guy's those dudes. He's a special running back. Oh, dude, have you ever seen a guy like that break into the open like that at that size and outrun DBs? And if you think you're a smartass and you're a linebacker or safety, he pushes your face into the turf. Where have you seen that? That's not common. That's not Josh Jacobs. Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook. They possess none of those qualities. You got to do special things to stop him. Cincinnati, they put a great game plan together. A great game plan. Hey, you know what, JM? Henry's bigger. And by the way, he's got a Heisman too. And he's shown to be more durable than Bo Jackson. Bo was special. I played against him in college and pros. I get it. I, I'm one of the greatest athletes I've ever seen. Seals going to eat crow on Monday. They're going to they're gonna maintain time of possession. And they're going to win the football game on Sunday. Ryan Tannehill, I'll ask you another question. Ryan Tannehill has an ankle injury that he's been nursing for three weeks. Do you believe or not believe Gannon will blitz him? Do you think he blitzes him? I'll ask that. Be easier. Tannehill has a hurt ankle. Do you believe your defensive coordinator blitzes a guy with a hurt ankle? Yes or no? No. Hell no. No. So you're not going to bring first and second down blitzes against Henry. You're not going to blitz a quarterback who's got a bad ankle. You're going to play base defense against a pretty well-coached football team who has 14 people on IR. I'm bringing common sense here. Common sense. Bro, you can't be afraid of Ryan Tannehill. You can't be a number one team in the NFL and not 
go like this. We're going after that guy. We got to put that guy on his back. Cincinnati put that guy on his back all. I'm telling you, man. Gannon, you think he's going to put a five-man front? Take one of his DB guys out that's already thin in the secondary? Never in your life. Seals get D gunned out. <laughs> what have I said so far, Peter? That's wrong. I'll take any one of those comments that I said. Ask Peter, what, what did you not like what I said? Your 23rd, is it, against the run? And you get the best back in the NFL coming in. You haven't stopped the run except for the Colts game. Nice job against Jonathan Gannon or Jonathan Taylor. Great job. Absolutely. You were okay this last week against Green Bay. You weren't great. Peter, tell me which one of those statements that I made was wrong. Any one of them. Any one of them. Davis being added to the mix, will it be a factor? Possibly. Dude, Henry's only averaging. Paul, whatever. Whatever. (laughs) So you're telling me, Paul, you believe that Miles Sanders is a better back than than Derrick Henry because he's got a better career average this year? You can't stop the run. Dude, Paul, we're just going to pass over that one. It's all good. Don't worry, kid. Take the rest of the day off. Um, Derrick Henry is going against a team that can't stop the run. Okay? I'll take that guy any day, any night, against any team in the league. Not to, it's not an eagle thing. Hey, maybe I should say that, Xander. That's what it is. That, it's, that, it's not an eagle thing. It's a Derrick Henry thing. If I'm going against one of the worst run-stopping defenses in the NFL and I got Derrick Henry, I'll take them odds. I don't give a shit what team it is. I don't care what team it is. And Vrabel's my head coach, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. And I got Jeffrey Simmons on the other side, I'm even better with that. You can outscore him? Where? With who? You're frequently used number two wide out or your non-existent tight end. Who? Jalen? You bet. Jalen Hurts is the only reason that team will be in this game on Sunday. It ain't because of Devontae. You have no tight end. And AJ's played like shit the last three weeks. It's Jalen Hurts or nothing right now. I do think AJ plays well. I do. I do. Drew, you're damn right, Jalen's legs. If it ain't for the legs, they ain't winning. Miles Sanders has got to be a factor. Miles Sanders has to continue to play the way he's playing. He's the key to this whole thing. Because if you take Miles Sanders off that offense, guess what you have? Then Jalen Hurts is carrying the ball 28 times a game? Never make the season. Six games remaining, be beat up by the playoffs. 
That's another thing. Are you going to start resting this guy soon? Or are you going to continue to run him more because your passing game suffering without Goddard? Are you going to run him to the end of the season? You got to buy if you get the buy, and I think you do get the buy. Big Seals ain't trolling nothing. I'm asking questions. By the way, if you call it trolling, then I'm picking Derrick Henry against one of the worst tackling teams in the league and one of the worst run-stopping teams in the league. You call that trolling? I call that analyst being an analyst. You got one of the worst tackling teams, if not the worst tackling team in the NFL. You got one of the worst run-stopping defenses in the NFL, and you're playing Derrick Henry. Common sense, guy. This ain't brain surgery here. It's not brain surgery. Jordan Davis being added to the mix, does it help? We'll see. I didn't think Joseph and Sue played that hot last week. I, I thought Green Bay, when they wanted to run the ball, even though they didn't run it enough, they were getting eight yards a clip. Not trolling. Tell me where I'm wrong, where I'm looking at, where I see a better opportunity for Tennessee to win. I keep underlining this to you. If you're healthy, you beat them. You're not healthy. You got two Pro Bowl starters out. One left tackle banged up. And you can't stop the run at Derrick Henry's. I, 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 I'm, it, it blows my mind. They lost to Cincinnati. You're damn right they lost to Cincinnati because they had a damn good game plan. And Joe Burrow's playing hot football now, and they are the defending AFC champions. That team was a quarter away from winning the Super Bowl. Cincinnati doesn't suck. You lost to a sorry-ass team and played like shit against another one. Cincinnati's a good team. They're the defending conference champions. And a quarterback who's picked his game up since the 0-2 start. Don't talk to me about troll. Any trolling? That's looking at where you are in the season. Just because you're 10-1, and you're not the same football team you were in Minnesota. Personnel, personnel aside. <laughs> your personnel alone. You're not the same team since Minnesota. Actually, since Minnesota, your run defense and your passing game has gone the other way. Why? Injuries. Hello? That's the only reason Tennessee could be in this ball game. We 10 and 1. Yeah? Well, you're not the team you were against Minnesota, and everyone knows it. Five star. They blitz 68% of the time against Tennessee. 68% of the time, Cincinnati. And most of it was on first and second down. That guy in Philadelphia will never do that. Will never. Greg goes, Sills, I wish Gannon would go to a 4-3 defense against these teams that are dominant running teams. Dude, N'Kobe Dean is not getting on the field. For whatever reason, the Philadelphia Eagles do not believe that he's ready to play. 
Okay? Can you imagine that? You're, you're week 13. That kid can't get on the field for even mop-up duty. You don't think there's a, I think there's a problem for that. I do. I, I, I think they don't think he's good enough right now. There, I said it. Dude, it's one thing not knowing the defense. They still put your ass out there. It's another thing when they think you're not ready physically. I think it's got something to do with that. They don't think he's ready to play or he's not good enough. And I think it's because he's both. He's not physically ready to play on a first and second down defense in the NFL right now. Or they would have put him in. So stop with the Dean stuff. Everyone's giving that pick a pass. Why? Because you you guys like Howie? What? Howie's not prone to having shitty picks? Of course he is. Legendary shitty picks. Legendary. Philiopolis goes, the Kobe Dean will start next year. I sure hope so. I sure hope so. Ron's right. Shit, he plays on special teams. I never noticed him there either. He's had a very unassuming rookie year. I mean, I would even go like this, incomplete. I, I haven't seen him. The Kobe Dean. Was Dean a horrible pick? I'm not there. Not there. He's having a horrible rookie year. Okay? Had a horrible rookie year. He's been a non-factor. Dude, I get Jurgens. He's taking over next year for Jason Kelsey. This guy's getting a class lesson every day, sitting in meetings of being next to Jason Kelsey and watching him and practicing next to him. It's a great, great position for him to be in, and I totally get that. But it's just not like Jeremiah Trotter's out there, and he's schooling N'Kobe Dean to take his job next year. I don't see any, I don't see any Jeremiah Trotters out there, or Seth Joyners, where you got a guy sitting behind a guy going, hey, this is how you do it here. You know, I'm in my 13th year here. You got two guys that are free agents at the end of the year. Gee, you might have thought maybe the Pope, Nicobe Dean in the defense because you know one of those guys are leaving. Instead, they won't. Why? Because they know he's not good enough. Just saying, man. The defense has not played well. And the reason you don't see high numbers against it, because you don't play impact quarterbacks. That are going to put, the Packers put 30 on you. The Packers put 33 points on you and they stink. Jordan Love threw a touchdown pass on you. Jordan Love has thrown nine passes this year. One of them was for a touchdown against the Eagles' great defense in a situation where the Packers were trying to climb back in the game. Game wasn't completely out of reach. You only won by seven. I mean... It was still within reach. And Jordan Love, you don't even blitz Jordan Love. Why would I even think you would blitz Ryan Tannehill on Sunday? Even though Ryan Tannehill's injured. Ryan Tannehill's injured. You blitz that guy. 
Move him around. Test that ankle out. You got to blitz Derrick Henry like he's Josh Allen or like he's Mahomes. You got to blitz him because he's the focal point of that offense. That's why you bring corner blitzes or safety blitzes or linebacker blitzes or twists because you're having an issue and you know the focal point of that football team is getting Henry established. If you allow that guy to get established, that's all you're ever going to need to know about Jonathan Gannon ever again. There's one fundamental thing comes Sunday against Tennessee. That's establishing Derrick Henry. Plain and simple. There's nothing fancy about that offense. There's no A.J. Brown on that team. The kid Burks, I guess, is starting to come around. Good. But at the end of the day, this whole scenario here is about establishing Derrick Henry right out of the gate. We'll talk to John McMullen here in this hour. Don't forget Baird Brooks also at 4 o'clock at the top. We're going to talk to him. So again, when I make this comment to you here about why I think Tennessee wins this game Sunday, Cincinnati had the ultimate game plan. They blitzed on first and second down. They got to him before he got rolling. They did that 68% of the time. That D coordinator is not going to bring first and second down blitzes. And you've got a quarterback that's hurt on an ankle injury. You didn't blitz Jordan Love last week. Jordan Love had thrown nine passes. And in a crucial, crucial situation where you were still, the game was in reach for Green Bay. You only won by seven. Let's bring John McMullen in. I think this is going to be maybe the most hard-fought, biggest-fought game this year, John. I think that, because you know why? If the Eagles are full personnel, I think they win this game. I do. I really do. There's no tight end in this game. Um, you're, You've got a depleted, I don't want to say depleted, I want to say injured secondary. You have struggled stopping the run. I thought those guys were decent last week. I didn't think they were exceptional. I mean, I thought the Packer backs did whatever they needed, even though it wasn't a big number. Um, how do you see this game? Are you, do you, I think this game's close, John. I think it's like 23-20 in there. I think it's going to be a hard-fought game. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to be a hard-fought game. I, it, that's the way Tennessee plays. Uh, they're, I think, eight straight. They haven't given up 20 or more. Um, which is the longest streak in the NFL. So just the way Tennessee plays, and obviously they're going to want to run the football with Derrick Henry. Um, they just play those types of games. That's what Mike Vrabel's about. Um, it's what he was about as a player. Uh, it's what he's about as a coach, sort of an old school mentality for lack of a better uh, phrase that's how he plays and that's why how he feels he has to play at least without the explosive passing game um so i think it shapes up as that type of game it, most tennessee games shape up that way i do think there's an amazing disconnect in philadelphia around the eagles i mean people talk about this defense each and every week and they talk about blitzing and and uh, my buddy seth joiner i mean I, I, you know, I can say it a thousand times and I'm going to say it a thousand and one here. 
They play Vic Fangio's defense. They're not changing. It's not changing. It's about defending the run as well as you can with light boxes and playing uh, 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 zone coverage on the back end to limit explosive plays, whether it's quarters, cover six, cover two. It's not changing. And they're not going to change after they practice the spring and the summer and they go 10 and one, they're not going to change just because Derrick Henry shows up. That's not how you do things. And anybody who thinks the Eagles should do that, to be honest, is, is nuts. They're a 10 and one football team. They will put out what they put out. They think they've already done the cost benefit analysis. They've already decided the best way to win. And the best way to win, like, by the way, about 12 other teams in this league think it's the Fangio-level type of defense. Yeah, occasionally you're going to come up against a team that plays the way the Titans play. And it might not, to use a boxing term, which I use all the time, styles make fights. This may be not the best style. But guess what? If you're going to go where you want to go, The style you're going to have to beat is Kansas City. It's Buffalo. It's explosion. It's explosive plays, not Tennessee. So I I think people get too caught up in the micro and not the macro. That's why Tennessee got bounced in the playoffs last year, too, in the um, opening round because they couldn't make that play. Let me ask you about Jordan Davis. Um, Great news, John, that I heard he lost 20 pounds. Kid gets it. Kids understands it, and he understands – his importance in that front seven there. And I think that's a really great sign. That's stuff you don't want to coach. You're hoping that becomes part of the kid's DNA, and I think that's a good thing. That being said, does he play Sunday? I think he's going to. Uh, the Eagles will probably take it up till Saturday at 4, uh, but he's healthy. He was a practice. There's no reason he shouldn't play. The one question I had was the conditioning aspect, and it turns out, You know, the training staff and the strength staff use this rehab period to do two things, not only rehab the ankle, but also um, work on his conditioning. And, you know, he lost 20 pounds. You know, typically I was worried about the Joel Embiid effect. I was worried (laughs) about is he going to be in shape? Turns out he's in better shape than before he got hurt. So um, it's a big, uh, big lip to get him back because – now you have two guys right in the middle. And and when people talk about the Eagles stopping the run, that's those five-man fronts, those odd-man fronts. And now they got two players who can play it, and they can rotate Linval Joseph and, and, and Jordan Davis. So that'll make them better. I expect to see more five-man fronts at their, against Derrick Henry. But for these people saying load the box, load the box, load the box, it's not how the Eagles play. And they're certainly not going to play that way with – without uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, without Avante Maddox. Um, if anything, they want to protect the Reed Blankenships of the world to Josiah Scott's of the world with, with more zone coverage, not less. John, I want to throw a stat at you here, and I threw this at the um, midday guys on Sports Take, and I, I, w- I want to get your take on this. Devontae Smith has played 28 ball games. He's got three 100-yard ball games in those 28 games. Do you think they're under or overutilizing Devontae Smith in this offense? I mean, he's on pace for a couple more catches than he was a year ago and maybe even less yards than what he had 
um, a year ago. So we're talking about five-yard wheel routes and such like that. I mean, three 100-yard games in a passing league and an offense that's supposedly getting better. How do you take three 100-yard passing games in almost 30 games? I I don't think it's a concern because they added A.J. Brown. I, I mean, last year, Devontae Smith as a rookie was the, the de facto wide receiver one. Now he's the number two wide receiver. And honestly, when Dallas Goddard is healthy, he's number three on the pecking order when it comes to the passing offense. So when you put it in, in that frame, uh, you know, that is your third option and the passing game is pretty good. Um, the problem, obviously, they haven't been the same offensively since Dallas went down. Agreed. Um, so there's there's some issues, but I mean, this happens to every team in the NFL. The good news is uh, Dallas uh, talked to him this week. He's healthy. Um, he expects to be back December 18th in Chicago. That's his first game he could be back. Um, and when he comes back, I think the every, everything will be back in alignment to to where it should be. Uh, but this is an interesting game because Tennessee, in theory, is very good stopping the run, but they're not very good stopping the pass. So it's kind of a chicken and an egg effect uh, in the fact that they're so good stopping the run that teams throw on them. So you have more yardage and they're down at the bottom of the league in passing defense. Um, in, in theory, when you're talking about the Eagles, they probably want to pass the ball. They certainly want to get it to A.J. Brown. Um, and, and DeMonte will be number two this week because of no Dallas Goddard. So they'll have some opportunities. <clears throat> but the one thing about the Eagles, they can run on anybody. We yep. saw it when New Orleans was number one. Uh, we saw it when other teams have come in here as top. You know, when you talk about Tennessee stopping the run, that's a traditional running game. The Eagles running game is not traditional. It's and not. Plus one uh, of Jalen Hurts. Uh, creates havoc. Um, so I think they'll be able to run the football as well. So it, it's it's a feel thing for Shane Steichen and Nick Sirianni. They didn't go into the Green Bay game saying, we're going to run for 363. I talked to a couple offensive coaches uh, after that game. They were like, all right, they're not going to do, they're not going to stop this. They're not, we're just going to keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. And it turns into 363 yards. So a lot of what they do offensively is based on 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 what the opposition is doing and their adjustment. And that's what makes them so good because they can throw the football. They can run the football. One week it might be A.J. Brown. One week it might be Devontae Smith. One week it might be Miles Sanders. It might be Jalen Hurts. On and on and on and on. John, let me ask you this style then. It's a style question for me. Um, in the history of 103 years of the league, the league has not had um, a quarterback like Jalen win a Super Bowl. That style, Lamar Jackson, what have you, those guys, Michael Vick, they have not won even – now I would say this to you, that Colin Kaepernick was probably um, a lot like Lamar. I mean, he had that great game against the Packers, 263 in the air, 187 on the ground in that playoff game. So there's been guys that have gotten that team. You think this style of offense here can win a Super Bowl? 
Yeah, one of one of the reasons I don't like that stat is because for the vast majority of, of, of the years we've been playing the Super Bowl, there were no quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson. They weren't – it wasn't – you know, you got to go back to Bobby Douglas, you know, with the Bears, and that was more of a run – complete run first, not, not a dual threat. So, you know, the game is evolving. The game is changing to the point where – everybody's going to be looking for these dual threat quarterbacks. And when everybody has those dual threat quarterbacks, guess what? A dual threat quarterbacks can win this thinking Super Bowl every year. Now, Steve Young was a dual threat, but more of a passing. So, you know, people move the goalposts when they describe it. There's a lot of ways to win a football game. Um, You know, it's not just the quarterback. It's not just, uh, you know, I, I, I have this discussion with Nick Sirianni, Nick's all the time. Nick's a big Philip Rivers fan. Yep. I, I think Philip's a, a borderline Hall of Fame quarterback. I, oh, I, I think he's a Hall of Famer too. I think week to week he was a much better quarterback than Eli Manning. Oh, absolutely. You know, one's, one's going in the Hall of Fame, one isn't. Right. Because he won the Super Bowl. Well, guess what? A lot of that had to do with the Giants' defensive lines and their dominance in those particular games on those game days. Great catches by receivers in both games. A lot of things go into winning Super Bowls. Um, I never like to say so-and-so can't win a Super Bowl or this can't win a Super Bowl because I've seen Trent Dilfer win a Super Bowl. I've seen, (laughs) you know. Brad Johnson. Exactly. And Brad was, I don't even like to throw because Brad was a good quarterback, but um, you know, there's, there's a lot of ways to win it, but I will say this. Jalen Hurts is playing at an MVP level. Um, If the Eagles don't win the Super Bowl, it's probably not going to be because of Jalen Hurts. It's probably going to be because of special teams or, or, or breakdowns in, in defense or breakdowns in injury. Um, He's having a great year. He's having a great season. John, two last questions. You bring up one of my uh, points that I wanted to get to you. Is there any talk over there because their special teams have been so bad, and especially in this last game against the Packers, you gave up three plus 50-yard returns in the kickoff game. Um, what, 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 would it start to become a point where you start making sense to maybe start putting frontline guys, or are they just kind of thin at some of the positions? that they would have to use some frontline guys, some first and second team guys and those special teams. Because, John, you can't give short fields as we get closer to the playoffs. That, that, that's remedy for getting beat when you give up these short fields like that in good teams against good coordinators. Yeah, and, 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 and the problem with the Eagles special teams, it's been um, different every week. You know, it's not the kickoff coverage every week against Green Bay was the kickoff coverage. You, you know, it started in week two with a blocked field goal. They've given up fake punts on, on two different occasions. They don't have a good return game. So it seems to move around. Bottom line, they don't have good special teams. They are going to make some changes this week, I'm told. I believe that's going to be more starters on, 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 the, on the kickoff coverage unit. But I don't know how much you can do. I mean, one of the things when Chip Kelly was here, they just placed a bigger emphasis on special teams and, and Dave Phipp and, um, you know, guys like Chris Maragos who are not sexy players, Brian Brayman. They couldn't play defense, but they were great special teams players. 
Uh, the Eagles have kind of gone in a different direction. They got to get better, but they're 10 and one. And that's what they <laughs> keep saying. I mean, it, you know, we're nitpicking a 10 and one team. Um, um, but you saw it last year with Green Bay. I mean, Green Bay wins 13 games. They're beating San Francisco pretty handily, but they have a bad game offensively. Um, they should have won the game all of a sudden. They had a bad special teams unit last year. They get the block punt. They lose in the playoffs. That's the nightmare scenario. But to get to that position, Dan, you got to play poorly in the other areas. This is a good football team. It the is. Eagles. Uh, and, and for them to lose a game on special teams, they're going to have to play poorly offensively. They're going to have to play poorly defensively. And then maybe it comes up to bite you. And the Eagles want to get better. I mean, there's no question. But I don't know how you, – you can't go out on the street in, in week 13 and get Matthew Slater or in his prime or Chris Maragos in his prime. I don't know. No, you're not going to go to the bus stop and keep finding people there to come onto your team. John, I heard this on your show. People have been telling me that Jody thinks that Jalen's the slam dunk MVP. And – his importance to his team is probably as vital as it is to Patrick Mahomes. But the reality is, John, you know this. That's a statistical award. Yeah. He's probably going to come in under 4,000 passing yards. He's going to come in at around 26 touchdowns when it comes to passing. His rushing numbers will be fine. But they're not going to be even like, – like even last night when it came to um, Josh Allen. Allen's on pace for 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns. That's what the voters look at. They look at that. I mean, you go back to the 17 year, John. I went back and looked at Lamar's Jackson's numbers compared to Jalen. I think the only thing that was different that year was that Lamar led the NFL in passing touchdowns that season. And that was the difference. He only threw for 3,100 yards. It wasn't a ton. He threw for, he ran for 1,200. Just again, how do you see this race? If you're looking at who is the most valuable player to his team? Isn't that well, what the I, definition I, I, of being I mean, MVP? Patrick, Patrick is going to win it. Um, he's going to win the award. And you're right, it is a statistical award. And that's why, you know, I, I personally, if you're asking me personally, I, I don't care. Because I know how they vote on these things. And, you know, they're going to vote for Patrick Mahomes. Unless the Chiefs, you know, fall apart down the stretch, which isn't going to happen. Um, and the Eagles win 15 games. I do think Jalen's going to finish second, um, and that's you know there's no that's no insult, that's no slight. That tells you he's had a a great season. Um, as for who should win the MVP, uh, I you know it, it depends on your definition, right? Yeah. Um, I I would say that Jalen Hurts is the biggest surprise. I would say Jalen Hurts is the most improved player. I would say um, I didn't see this coming. I think anybody who tells you they saw this coming from Jalen Hurts is lying to you. Um, I thought even the improved. Eagles, even the Eagles, no. John, they didn't. Oh, they didn't the try. First they, round. they didn't yeah, see it coming. They wanted they wanted to convince Deshaun Watson to come here and Russell right. Wilson. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. <laughs> um, you know, and the coaching staff deserves a lot of credit. Jalen deserves a lot of credit himself for his work ethic and his uh, 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 desire to get better. Um, it, it's been a great story, and the Eagles have bigger uh, uh, goals than uh, individual awards. 
so while it would be nice, I I don't think Jalen cares about it that much. I don't. I know the Eagles don't care about it that much. Right now, this this team's a championship or bust. I mean, they know the championship window is open. That's why Linval Joseph is here. That's why Endowment Sue is here. Guys are going ring shopping to be a part of this team. Um, this is a really, really good football team. And Jalen Hurts is the biggest part of it. So, you know, but, but, John, you brought something up before I let you go here. There's 14 free agents at the end of the year. How big is that window? It, it It's never big. It's never big because, you know, one of the, the, the detriments, if you want to call it that, for Jalen Hurts for playing this way is he's in line to get an extension that probably starts at Kyler Murray money. Uh, so you're talking $230 million extension. Uh, once that happens, now remember, he's still got the final year on his rookie deal. So how he would be an can, extension. Yeah. So how he can structure it where the big hits don't come until 2024. But nonetheless, they're coming. And and for these people that say the salary cap is going up, yeah, it is. But guess what? <laughs> Agents know that. And quarterbacks are the ones who are going to always take up the most part of that. So that just means Jalen's numbers going up. Um, so you have to start thinking about uh, building your team in a different way. So when you talk about, and we saw it with Russell Wilson in, in Seattle, probably the best example of this, the, the Seahawks were the best team, the most talented team, the deepest team when he was on his rookie deal. When he got his extension, they got a little bit worse every year because they couldn't build the roster the same way, the back end, the depth wasn't there. Same thing's going to happen to the Eagles. So that's why you have to take advantage of this situation while that championship window is open. And it's probably going to be only open as 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 much as it is for this year and next year. And then you got to build a different way. Absolutely. John, I appreciate this so much. You were one of the hardest working guys in Philly sports media. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Great conversation. Don't forget Burt's 365 with him and Jody. They do a spectacular job each and every single day. Also, you can catch John with all his great work and on the pre and post game show when we have that on Sunday for you right after Tennessee Titans and before the game too. John, thank you, my friend. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. You got it. That is John McMullen. I appreciate it. I love what John said because John's right. The window for the opportunity to win Super Bowls, it's nothing to do with the fact that Howie can't put a good football team together. This is a financial thing. I've been telling you that for six months. Everyone's like, there's a dynasty. There's no dynasty on 14 free agent contracts at the end of the year. Isaac Sayamalo could be gone. Andre Dillard, gone. Miles Sanders, gone. TJ Edwards, gone. Kaiser White, gone. James Bradbury, gone. CJ, Gardner-Johnson, gone. All of them could be. Then you're making decisions inside your DTs. Both gone. Hardgrave, Fletcher, gone. That's going to be a completely different football team next year. Now, if they win the Super Bowl and they want to run it back like the people in Tampa did, that could be. That could be. Steven goes like this. Hey, Sills, I would love Brady in the first round of the playoffs. 
Got to beat the best. Really? Man, that'd be the biggest nightmare for me to see the Eagles play Brady in the opening round of the playoffs in the divisional rounds. Holy cow. Chris goes, you're right, Sills. We're losing all of them. I said could, jackass. Well, you think C.J. Gardner-Johnson's coming back at some sort of like shit Philly deal or Howie deal? No. Bradbury? No. Miles Sanders? Wants out. Good thing you have the best GM in the NFL. Thank God he doesn't do a lot of your draft choices and picks because he blows at it. Quinn gone, Sue gone, Joseph gone, Hardgrave gone, Cox gone. <laughs> How you doing? Gonna look like a whole different ball team next year, man. How he's gonna have to go out to the bus stop again, get some more new guys. Because you got bus stop guys now trying to stop Derrick Henry Sunday. You think that's Detroit, Sue? Okay, I can't wait. I can't wait to watch this. I know Xander, Xander's sitting in the back going, dude, man, my boy Henry, man, he's a bitch. <laughs> you struggle stopping the run, and the be- one of the best running backs in NFL history is rolling in, okay? And you got a D coordinator that won't blitz. And, and, and John McFarland's right. I'm saying this knowing the answer. It's kind of bad, isn't it? Yeah, I, I should probably take that all back now. I know the answer. And I'm talking like this. I already know what he's not going to do. You're right. That's why I'm picking the Titans. That's why I'm picking the Titans. I get it. Eagles have some of the most draft capital. Hey, Sean, draft capital versus sure-fired NFL players. Give me the guy that I know can play before the guy that I got to go into the stock market or I got to go at the roulette table. The NFL draft is a roulette table, especially in Philly. You're going to go to the roulette table thinking you're going to build your team and that you have some gigantic draft analysis guy. I've pointed out to you numerous times where the organization can't draft wide receivers, DBs, or edge rushers. You can't. You haven't. In like 15 years. You haven't. Every time you have a screw up, you go free agency. He's very good at that. So who are we going to resign if everyone could be gone? You're going to have to make a business decision on Gardner Johnson or Bradbury. You think you're going to pay $50 million on three guys? Do you truly believe that? The market value for a high-end corner, and Gardner Johnson's not going to look at himself as a safety, is $17 million. So you're going to pay Darius Slay, who's going to turn 32 in January, $17 million. Gardner Johnson, 17 That's 34 Then you're going to pay the other guy, Bradbury, 17 That's benchmark floor and market value for corners in the NFL. You're going to pay $52 million 
Shoot 62 and three dudes. Okay. You're right. Now you're going to get to move some of that money because you're not going to have to pay Jordan Davis. He's on a rookie contract. And Fletcher's 14-4, which I said at the beginning of the year was the biggest mistake Howie made. Dumb. Wasted $15 million. You could have got Honey Badger back there and helped your depth. You imagine if he doesn't bring back Fletcher. If Fletcher Cox is on the Eagles or not, would he have made an impact on the 10-1 record? Guys, let me ask you this. Ask yourself this question. If Fletcher Cox is not on the Eagle team, say he wasn't on the Eagle team this year, would the Eagles have a lesser record? Yes or no? Would they be less than 10-1? and one? I don't think they would. Do you think they would have a less record? Well, no. Fletcher's been great. He's been horrible. They'd still be 10 and 1. You'd still be 10 and 1 without him on that team. Those DBs, on the other hand, I don't know. I think you need those three DBs. Would your football team be 10 and 1 if Hassan Reddick wasn't on it? This is how Howie's going to go down the list. TJ Edwards, you get to, there you have a problem because there he has to go like this. Man, TJ's the glue to his defense and how it plays. Personally, I think you got to bring TJ Edwards back. Kaiser White, I'm going to walk. See ya. Kaiser White's had a pretty good year. TJ Edwards is better. I'm keeping him. I'm keeping him. Andre Dillard, why would he stay in Philly? He could start on 75% of the shitty O-lines in the NFL. Andre Dillard is going to be an enormous opportunity in the offseason for Howie to trade. Before March 17th, trade his ass. He will. Why would he stay as a backup when he can get starter money anywhere? Say Amalo, holy shit, he's a starter, not a backup. He's going to start on 90% of the teams in the NFL. And he's going to get twice the money he got now. He might make more money than Malata. Malata took a hometown discount deal. Say Amalo may make more. Caps up, positions of need. O-line. Dillard and Sayamalo are going to command enormous money. And he was coached by Jeff Stoutland, both of them. I don't know. I might want that if I'm the Giants. I might want Isaac Sayamalo. Hey, if I'm the Cowboys, I might want Isaac Sayamalo. Those guys are going to be enormous in free agency. I'm not telling you he can go. Fine. I'm just telling you what I think his market value is. The market value is because the position I've never seen. I can't wait to get Barrett Brooks. Because the offensive line play in the National Football League 
has been so atrocious that guys like Andre Dillard and Isaac Sayamalo are going to command. Barrett's going to join me at the top of the hour here. Those guys are going to command because they can start anywhere. Dude, the Eagles have seven guys that can play anywhere in the NFL. Shit, man. Wait a minute. Seven? You got eight guys, too, because the kid Jurgens is decent. What I watched to him in the exhibition season, I think he's pretty good, man. They got like eight guys. Let me take a break. Barrett Brooks will be on the other side. Keep it here on the National Football Show. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Jim Gardner is an icon. A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor, a pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted, revered, appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate, honest, and fair. He is extremely dedicated, motivated, and always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader, and we're lucky to have him. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh. And go birds. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. Appreciate you guys stepping in. 
I want to show you something here again, how everyone keeps talking like we were just talking in the last hour about this Super Bowl window. You don't have a five- or six-year Super Bowl window. There's 14 free agents at the end of this year. 14. That team's going to completely be different, and you're going to have to start addressing your quarterback at $40 million. Now, you drop that as an extension, and signing bonus will probably take more over this coming season and then the following year like they did with Mahomes. But at the end of the day here, like I was telling you, Andre Dillard and Isaac Sayamalo are going to make freaking enormous money in the open market, and they're free agents. You know why? They could start on 80% of the NFL's offensive lines today. It's the shittiest play of O-line I've seen in 25 years. Those guys are going to command enormous money. Let's bring in my friend, and man, do I love him, man. Um, Barrett Brooks from Sports Take. You guys do such a great job. Am I right when I say that, Barrett? That bro, they are going to. You could just back the Brinks trucks up for for anybody that leaves that offensive line. Look, Nate Herbig left the line last year. You had uh, Big V left. The, you know, two years before that, signed a fifty million dollar deal, five year, fifty million dollar deal. When you leave this Eagles organization, the offensive lineman, you get paid, and you're right. You get a small amount of time to maximize the players that you have on the team. 14 free agents is ridiculous. And, I mean, how he did it, but he was trying to win this year. So that's all those guys are here for just the, you know, almost like rentals because no way to be able to sign all those guys back. Nobody's going to take the hometown discount like most guys do. Those days are over with. You know, the Tom Brady days of taking less money to make sure you have a good roster are over, bro. These, these days, they want the money now. And, Absolutely. Uh, who do you hey, sign? Vernon, um, I see the Eagles re-signing eight guys. That's still going to be, I think, a lot because you're going to let C.J. Gardner-Johnson go. You're going to have to pay him $17 million because you know he's not going to want to be paid as a safety, Barrett. He came in with the notion that he was going to be a slot corner. And then you got Bradbury, who's a free agent. And then you got, get this, Darius Slate turns 32 at the top of the year. You're going to have $17 million, guys. That's the floor mark for a corner in the top flight corner in the NFL, you're going to pay all that money to those guys next year. And again, I know I'm getting ahead of everything here a little bit, but I'm just saying how he's going to move money around because I don't think Fletcher Cox and Hardgrave are there. So maybe they move some of that money around, but I think this off season is going to be exceptionally interesting. You would talk about the, 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 the key to this defense playing the way it's playing is, uh, and nobody really talks about him a lot, but, TJ Edwards is is right there in the mix of being one of the top linebackers in the league. They're going to have to sign him back. Or do you sign Kazir White back? No, I want Edwards. I, I want Edwards also. I want him also. Um, you look at that. You know, you look at the rush ends you have. I mean, there's so many guys right now. You know, BG will probably be gone. You know, along with, you know, Hargraves and Fletcher Cox, like you said. You got a small amount of time to maximize it. That's why it's a must win this year. That's why he went out and got Sue and Joseph. Because he understands that 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 narrow window, they got to maximize it right now. Barrett, you said something that was so spot on about the Eagle offense. Now, I think that offense, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna get your opinion on if you think that type of offense can win a Super Bowl, and it hasn't. However, you said something that's so right, dude. The teams that get in trouble all the time in the postseason are the dome teams, the teams that can't play in weather. The teams that play in weather are the teams that go out and can play multiple. You could play in hot weather in Miami, or you could play in hot, cold weather up in Green Bay. 
Those are the key things you have to have. And that's a great point about the Eagle offense. It's weatherproof. You can run, you can run that offense anywhere. And that's why we're talking about the Miami team. You know, Tua, Tua plays great with, with the Cheetah and, you know, those guys down there in South Florida. But they still got to go up to New England. They've got to go up to Baltimore. Buffalo. Baltimore. I mean, it's, those are those are cold-weathered places, man. And, you know, it's, 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 it's a lot different from going out there and hitting somebody when it's, when it's you know, 80 degrees outside as opposed to hitting somebody when it's, when it's what, five degrees, four degrees in Buffalo. Uh, you know, playing in, in snow in, 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 you know, in Foxborough. I mean, those are those climates become like a, a 12th man. So, you know, it, you got to be a man to play in those type of conditions. Barrett, do you agree? One of the reasons why you don't really see a lot of spread out numbers and follow me here when I say this. The reason in Miami you're going to have two wideouts and 1,500 yards is because that's their base offense, throwing the ball as many times as they can. Philly is based off the run pass option. That's what they are. And when I'm trying to tell people this, when you're coming down the line of scrimmage and Jalen is reading that safety, isn't that part of the built-in part of that style of offense, Barrett, that it's a one-option read. It's not a two-option read when you're doing RPO. When you're drop back, you've got three progressions. When you're RPO, you're coming down, looking at the safety linebacker, whomever's going to crash down or whoever's going to drop, that's your read. That's why you don't see Devontae involved a lot in the numbers or it's this, like you guys say all the time, one week it's Goddard, one week it's AJ. But you know what, Barrett? It's never all of them yeah, in a game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that part of the built-in offense? I, I think it's brilliant because they're maximizing Jalen and that's what makes it unique. That's just your take on what I said there about it. Well, you know, when you run at RPO, you're right. You, you're looking at one read, and you're maximizing that read with, with three options in which you can do it. If that end stays outside, you hand it off. If the end crashes, you keep it. If that end and that safety vacate, you throw behind them with the slant. It just so happens that A.J. Brown is the guy that's in the slant position. Um, they run it also where – the backside, they put a tight end. They run it off the tight end side. Whatever you know that linebacker does, or in that um, defensive end, same way. You just run Goddard with an out play. And you run him with an out, and whatever happens with that out, you could either throw it to him on the out, or you could th- throw it to the uh, the receiver coming in to block that safety and pinch him up, and you have a you know wide open guy in the middle. They know how to run it, which is why I tell people that Jalen Hurts is more than just an option quarterback. He's more than just a passing quarterback. He has to read all those three or four of those things simultaneously. You know, he has to make sure he makes the right decision. The Eagles are the only team that maximizes um, the quarterback position and not just the passing when he has to read the pass, read the safeties, read, you know, what the um, defense is giving him. But he also has to read what on run plays what's going on in front of him. So, I mean, he's, you know, he's not just your average guy. He has a lot of stuff that he has to read before he even makes a decision going forward. Let me, let me, let me throw this at you here, too. Um, give me a grade. Devontae Smith, and I brought this up on you guys' show, almost 30 games, three 100-yard games in those 30 games. One of the things that I said when I first got here one of my first day, someone asked me about Devontae Smith being added to the Eagles. I said, well, I think he's a really good talent. He's just on the wrong team. Um, 
it, how, how do you how do you look at that? And I get get this. He's ten and one. He's a great kid. Ten and one is gonna. You're not always gonna be ten and one. And when you start looking at your numbers, getting this. Well, I'm getting five yard wheel routes. I mean, your your business partner is gonna come to you, Barrett, and go, "Hey, man, you know this is why, this is why Hollywood Brown left Baltimore." That's exactly why. Um, see, that's the that's. That's the only thing about being in this type of offense is that you have to you have to be an unselfish player, and unselfish in the aspect that you may not be that guy that, that the focus will be on, you may not be the focal point of the offense. The offense could focus on one guy, and it opens up everybody else. But when you have a run game the way they have, man, those 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 passing plays get cut in half. And you as a you know receiver, especially when contract like right now is cool, but once it comes contract year, you know you might not have the the happy and smiley Devonte Smith. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He might not be the guy that you know what I'm saying is all smiles and kisses and seeing the world through uh, pink glasses. He, he might be a little pissed off because he hasn't shown the potential of being the player that we thought that he would be as the tenth pick in the draft. He was a top ten pick. I. And, and 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 Barrett, look, I I think the kid's a good player. I just think it's really a lot to ask. Like you, like you said, Jalen's doing so much in the run game. I mean, I don't think people realize how important the center position is on odd or even blocking schemes, all that shit. The center position, man, is like a quarterback with his hand in the dirt. He's got so much responsibility in there on setting the front. And when you gotta quarterback that has that kind of importance too i mean it just to me man i mean to, to try to get Devontae involved in this it's you would think too with goddard being down goddard's impact let me throw this at you here what do you think has been a, or will be a bigger impact on this team cj gardner johnson's loss or the loss of dallas goddard i think goddard is probably the biggest the biggest loss Although I'm on, I'm not downplaying the fact that um, I think the biggest loss thus far that's made the most impact is more likely um, the fact that we don't have a slot corner. Avante Maddox's absence is glaring on how glaring. they play the defense. It's glaring, and we don't say it a lot. We don't see it a lot until you see a, a Josiah Scott out there playing, you know, or. Or you know, Reed Blankenship playing. You know these Barry, guys. You think that secondary is getting beat up because of the poor tackling that it is, and the fact that the team early in the year struggled against the run. That those guys had to make more physical plays in the that's secondary. Exactly what it is, and that and and that's yeah. now starting to have the Chip Kelly factor here. Well, I think it's going to be better with Reed Blankenship being at the safety position and him coming down and and filling the run. He'll know his run lanes. He's played the position. CJ Garner Johnson never played the position, so he didn't really know his run fit. So that's why they got split, you know, a lot with with you know run plays because he's not going. He's not the guy that's going to cover tackle. Now he can go cover his ass off because he's a slot corner. That's why he has six interceptions. But him filling in a run, that's just not what he does. Now Reed Blankenship, he's coming to make a name for himself. So it might be a clash of the tide. You might see one of the biggest hits in the world with, <laughs> with, with, with Reed Blankenship because, number one, he's so young and dumb. You know, know that he's not supposed to go up and hit a 250-pound, six-foot-three running back. But he's going to go fill because he knows he, he has to maximize his potential right now that he can play. Because right now they, they jumped Kayvon Wallace for him. 
Yeah. He's got to show that he belongs there. So I think that he's going to he's going to be a factor. They're going to try to make him a factor because they don't want him covering. They don't want him covering all. They want him being in the box and 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 filling the hole uh and on run plays. Two last questions here for you. Um here's why I'm picking the Titans to win Sunday. 23-20. Because what I watched Cincinnati do in that game the previous week, they were blitzing on first and second uh, down, and what they were doing, they were running games in the middle with them tackles in there, and they were not letting Henry get going. And to me, I'm looking at it like this. So do I believe Jonathan Gannon is going to do run, run stunts on first and second down? No. Do I think he's going to bring safety blitzes on him? No. So you're going to let the best running back that we've seen maybe since Emmett and one of the most powerful backs in the league since Adrian Peterson, you're going to let that guy get a head start on you where you struggled. And all of a sudden you're going to do this. You're going to put five in the box. Okay. So Jonathan Gannon is going to take one of his guys out of the secondary, which they're already thin at and make a five man where Tannehill two weeks ago, Barrett threw for 331. And here's the other thing with Tannehill. He's got a hurt ankle. Blitz that fucker. Yeah. <laughs> Blitz him. Move him around. I mean, I just don't see that guy doing any of that. What they're only saving grace right now is the big fellas coming back. Davis yep. is coming back. And they're going to put Linville Joseph over the nose. They're going to put Davis on one outside, three eye, four eye. And they're going to put uh, Sue on the other side. Now they can put on the edges, they could put a guy like Sweat on one edge and Fletcher Cox at the other edge. Now they'll be able to set the edge. Now those linebackers back there can work in space. They can come downhill and make plays on the big fella. They cannot allow they, – they got to get penetration. If they can get penetration and make him start and stop or slow him down, then don't let him get his momentum going, they got a legitimate shot. And I really believe Linville Joseph and and and, and um, Big Davis are the key to that. They can make him start and stop. I believe they can whoop them guys up front. You know, looking at their um, offensive line, I, I think that they, we have a better defensive line than they have an offensive line, and they can make those guys move. Um, ben Ben Jones, he was on the he was on the um, injured list. He's now off the injured list. He's going to play. I think that's a decided advantage to us with Linville Joseph pushing them up the field. They can they can get penetration up front. You know, penetration kills all run plays. That's the key to the game. If they can play that five man front and cover from the tail end. I think they'll be okay. Do you agree that one of the reasons that um, Tennessee may make up for the loss of AJ Brown in this game is that you're because you I heard you bring this up and I thought it's exactly what they're going to do. They're going to run them swing routes to uh, Henry and get him. That's out That's exactly space. what they're going to do. They're, they're going to get him. him out in space, aren't they? Because they know they're thin back there without Avante Maddox exactly. back there. Exactly. And CJ back there. I think you're going to see a lot of that Dylan play we saw this past week in Green Bay. And it was Green. killing us. Because everybody was thinking they ran the ball with No, they wasn't that they were running the ball with us. They threw the pass out to Dillard, Dylan on the outside, and he came downhill. And he was getting six, seven yards a pop. You know what I'm saying? Before they can get him slowed down. Can you imagine Henry out there one-on-one? <laughs> he might take it to the house. He <laughs> runs some four, business four. decisions out there, right. dude. <laughs> <laughs> you're you gonna, you gonna see that freight. Hey, you're gonna see that refrigerator running at you. You're gonna be like, man, I think I gotta get down on, I gotta get down on this one. We dog. got five <laughs> more games in the season. <laughs> yeah, how many games is five? Oh shit, I'm getting down now. <laughs> Ain't no work in that. Okay, so this is the most important question of the entire interview here. 
How's the eggnog in the um? And, and, hey, and the crown, man. Because listen, oh, dude, you got it in a jar too. Holy shit, animation jar, dude. You're called old school. You in the jar? Too. Oh my god. Dude, you're old school in the job. It's weekend. It's the weekend, man. I get to celebrate. I ain't got to go to Mother John. It's the weekend. I'm celebrating now. I slowed down a little bit just so I was gonna be on your show. I'm be full go. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be like, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like King Henry in a minute, man. Going full throttle on this, bro. Full throttle. Hey, hey, I love man when your kids come over, man. My kid come over, man. They shot shit, man. My kid comes over, man. She don't even know I'm here. She just eats everything, leaves it, goes, and I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, hey, how you doing? Everything right, right, right. <laughs> she I come always shopping yeah. your in your refrigerator, shopping your pantry, and then leave. Shit, huh? are you kidding me, man? I see things in there. <laughs> hey, I I have to eat when my kid comes home because when my kid's not here, my old lady don't cook, dude. Right. I got <laughs> I got I to gotta fatten up when she gets here, man. I love you, man. Have a great weekend, Barrett. You I'll see you on Monday, man. man. Yes, sir. <laughs> you got it. That is my man, Barrett Brooks. There, sports take. Don't forget, man. I love it, man. He's such a good analyst, too. He's so good at it. Appreciate you guys coming aboard. We're going to reset here, too. We have the Big Seals predictions. We'll do that at the top. Some great games, week 13. And, yes, Titans, 23. Eagles, 20. Ryan Tannehill's going to go for 250 yards plus. Derrick Henry's going to go for 150 against the Eagles. <whistles> By the way, I got a stat for you. Look at this. Look at this kid here. This is one of the most incredible statistics I have seen. Who do you think has done a better job at at cementing his job. I am big sales this week. I think it's Titans with a W. Damn, that's Xander. Listen to my boy here. Tua Tucka Viola. He may get my MVP vote. Hold on. Tua. Passer rating, one. Passer rating on third down, one. Passer rating on fourth quarters, one. Passer rating red zone, one. Passer rating under pressure, one. Passer rating with seven games within seven, one. Tua might give Mahomes a run for his money. Who has given his organization more pause on who should be the starting quarterback? Well, let's just take a look at that. How's your number two wide receiver doing? Has Jalen Hurts made your number two wide receiver better? No. Has Tua made the second wide receiver in Miami better? Yes. Is Tua undefeated? Yes. Tua is going to have two players with 1,500 passing yards or receiving yards. It's incredible. You will maybe have one. One. 
and the 10th pick in the draft is not having a very good start to his career. I know nobody in Philly, you guys are fighting me on it, aren't you? You're fighting me on Devontae. You're fighting me. You're fighting me. It's okay. You'll come to me. 28 games, three games of 100 receiving yards. I'm sorry. That's not good. You've got to be candid and honest. Even Paulie Shore and even Tolentino from the Inquirer, those guys love him, have to admit. It's been a very subpar start to his career in Philly. Yay or nay. Jalen has not made him better. The quarterback's objective. Why do you think Aaron Rodgers is getting shit on in Green Bay right now? Because he hasn't made those wideouts better. Chris goes, who cares? Oh, so you'll be soon a destination where wideouts don't want to come unless you overpay them. You won't get a receiver in the building. Why would I go there? So my numbers can go down? Why would I do that? Oh, and by the way, if Devontae Smith, like I've been telling you for over seven months, he's on some other passing team. He's in Buffalo. Devontae's a 1,300-yard guy. Hurts is busy working on his game. Well, it ain't getting everybody else involved. Smith is a baller. It's Hurts. Tua concussions? That's the issue. It's totally the issue. Josh Allen, baby. Hey, you know what? I found out something, Maniac, about my boy Josh Allen. By the way, how about Josh Allen? I wrote these down, too. This is awesome. Check this out. Josh Allen, 22 of 33, 223 last night, two touchdowns, on pace for 4,925 yards and 37 touchdowns. I started thinking about that for a second. And his team's 9-3. and three. His team's 9-3. and three. If Jalen had 19 turnovers, you would have four wins. This guy's so great. He overcomes the mistakes he makes in games. All you have to do is clean that up. You understand what I'm saying to you? All you have to do is clean Josh Allen up a little. Give him a new suit. Press the shirt. You know? That's all you got to do here is press the shirt. Clean him up. Shave him up a bit. Okay? Okay. Got to clean him up. He's 93. You make Josh Allen sound like he's 7 and 5. Or five and six like Brady. He ain't. This guy's nine and three. You lose this weekend. You got one more win. What one more loss? Or they got one more loss than you? Okay. Yeah, you're right. He's better. That was one of my topics. If you had to start your franchise, Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen, I don't know where you're going with. I would never. Started with Jalen Hurts over Josh Allen. This guy's 93 with a billion turnovers. That's how great he is. That's how great he is. Shit, man. If you had 10, 12 turnovers, you think you're 10 and 1? Ah, no. (laughs) This guy's got like 19 turnovers or 93. Oh, shit. What? 
You mean they're still winning games? And the Viking game, he effed up on the goal line when he dropped the ball. Or they'd be 10 and 2. You're making Josh Allen sound like he. <laughs> I watched that kid last night, man. He's too reckless. I agree with you. He's not, he's got to get smarter. He's got to get smarter. Chris, goes Josh Allen has won what? Dude, when I want, you're right. If I had to go like this, Chris, Josh Allen hasn't won anything and Jalen hasn't won anything. Who's better? Josh Allen, by far. And for, who, who do you want to pay $45 million to? I'll take Allen. Who don't you want to pay $45 million to? Jalen Hurts. Can't even get Devontae going. That guy in Buffalo is great. Just clean him up a bit. Shave him up. Josh Allen's a real deal, man. Hey, yeah, well, Sills Sills has the biggest man crush on Allen. Yeah, man, because I want me one of those on my team. That's the guy I want to start my football team with. Not this. Like a turnstile. <laughs> I ran that triple option when I was a young kid in high school. You know, you ran that triple option. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's very entertaining. Very entertaining. Hurts has never won a playoff game. Keep the same at... <laughs> <laughs> As you said yesterday, passing stats mean shit. Nah, I did. <laughs> I, I, I did. I did. But he's 9-3. He's 9-3, and he don't have a running game. If Hurts didn't have a running game, didn't have the old line, you ain't winning anything. That guy could be put on the shittiest team. If Josh Allen, watch this. If Josh Allen went to the... Jets. Would that make Jody happy? Josh Allen going to the shitty Jets. He put him in the playoffs. And they, they they would be formidable. You put Jalen on that Jet team? Eh, they ain't making the playoffs. I could put Josh Allen on any freaking t- I put Josh Allen on the New Orleans Saints. They're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I put Josh Allen anywhere. San Fran, they won't lose. They won't lose. Allen is the sole reason why the Dolphins win the division. That's why we don't pay him 40 million sales. Allen gets owned by the Chiefs. Oh, okay. So a lot of the quarterbacks in today's NFL, just like in the era of Brady, including Peyton Manning, or like when Phil Phil Mickelson is in the era of Tiger. Oh, yeah, well, he didn't beat Tiger enough. Oh, well, yeah, I know. Peyton Manning didn't beat Tom Brady enough. Yeah, I know. Was he still great? Absolutely. Sorry, dude. There's always that. 
Hey, you know what? I really love Carl Malone, man, but Jordan was better. <laughs> Just so happened you played in the era of Jordan, dude. It's what it is. Bills have played no one. Really? Well, at least they played decent quarterbacks. Your claim to fame is Cooper Rush and Kirk Cousins. Oh, and the uh, stoner from Green Bay. Not a bad group. It's not a bad group. You know, I mean, but don't let Tyler Heineke beat you. <laughs> Tyler Heineke. Jesus, criminy. Tyler Heineke outplayed you? So in the last two years, Tyler Heineke, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Daniel Jones has beat Jalen and the Eagles. Huh. Sounds formidable. Hey, everybody needs to... It's more impressive than what Hertz is doing? To, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is a new one here. So you're telling me it's more impressive what Hertz is doing than what Tua is doing. Let's take a look at that. Let's, let, 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 let's test that theory. Tua took a Viola stats. Here we go. Here's, here's, here's the last couple weeks for Tua. Let's see. Shall we? Tua, 299, one touchdown. Tua, 285, three touchdowns. Tua, 302, three touchdowns. Tua, 382, three touchdowns. Tua, 361, two touchdowns. Tua, 469, six touchdowns, two picks. <laughs> yeah. It sounds right on. <laughs> sounds right on. <laughs> yeah, sounds right on. That kid's having an MVP season. He surely is. 10-1, pretty impressive. Tua's undefeated. Tua hasn't lost a game. Tua's unbeaten. Unbeaten, no losses. I might have to put that guy too now in the MVP race, especially if he has a big game against San Francisco this week. That guy has a big game against San Francisco. Shit. He might be my number two guy. How you doing? And with my boy Allen slowly just climbing back up into the MVP race. Jalen keeps throwing for 122 yards and 138 and 118 and 142. I all right. He's 11 and 1. I know. <laughs> and of course, my prediction will be as proven as, you know, facts. He ain't throwing for four grand. Are you kidding? 45,000 yards and 72 touchdowns. And we'll have three guys over 1,000 yards. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That ain't happening. I'll tell you, dude. Hey, by the way, I can't wait to watch me some Deshaun Watson this week. You want to watch another signal caller that can throw the ball around the yard? There you go. There's a reason that dude got $230 million. I can't wait to watch that guy. I am so looking forward to it. By the way, kudos to whoever got to him and how to answer dumbass questions from the media. You don't owe them anything anymore. Case closed. Over with. The league said it. Bye. I want to go F you. 
I know he can't, but I, I'd want to go F you. Over. Done with. Penalties paid. Price is paid. Redemption is in. Here I am. Shut the fuck up. That's what I would, that, you know, that's what he wants to say. Okay? You know that's what he wants to say. Can't. You, uh, you know, I'm here to play ball and give you the BS stuff and, you know, and all that other shit. Yeah, you know, I'm only focusing on this weekend. Ends it all. Can't. Where are you going with that? Well, well, you know, did you learn anything? Who are you? My moralist? Shut up. You don't get that answer. You don't get that answer, media guy. Well, do you think you're, you're, you know, you're contrite? Or do you think you're, you know, really sorry? I don't owe you anything like that. That's not a question. You're trying to indict me. Perfectly done. Perfectly done. I can't wait to watch that kid play. Yes, sir, baby. Go get him, Tua. Tua Jimmy G. Those are my boys. Seals, you can't guarantee anything hurts will or won't do. We don't know what he does the rest of the season. Yeah, I get it. Hey, but like I say, all Eagles, when I'm walking down the street, when I'm walking down the street and I see a really hot woman and I look over at my friend and go, damn, wow. I don't need to do this. You know, give me another 65 looks and I'll let you know if she really is good looking. (laughs) You know, I don't need 35, 40 games to figure out if that guy's good or not. When you watch a guy throw a football, don't you go like this? So many people let their eyeball test, let them down so many times. You watch a guy throw the ball and you go, wow, that guy's gifted. I don't know what it's going to mean. That's what we said about Joe Burrow. He didn't know if he was going to win. Cincinnati, how could you tell if he's going to win? He has. He is. He's winning in Cincinnati, Ohio. (laughs) Home of the shitbag Bengals. And he's winning. He's changed the culture around so much so in Cincinnati. It's the best pro football team in Ohio now. Best football team in Ohio. He's changed that whole thing around. So when you watch somebody throw the ball, you, do you really have to go, yeah, you know, you know something about it. I got to determine whether or not he's the guy or not. How much of Watch this. How much are you going to pay Joe Burrow to stay in Cincinnati? Watch this, Xander. Anything he wants. How much are you going to pay to keep Jalen in Philly? We'll have to put a number on that. Different conversation. How much are you going to pay Josh Allen? Well, we're going to have to really put a lot of numbers together for this because this is going to be a high number. It's going to hurt a little bit. When I put numbers together for Mahomes, it's not about whether or not I'm going to sign him. It's how much. So you're going to pay Jalen Hurts more money than you're going to pay Patrick Mahomes and get less results. (laughs) Arizona's got to be asking that. So wait a minute here. I'm paying Kyler Murray $46 million a year for what? We're not going to have a 500 record this year. Talk about a shit return on investment. 
This guy like the crypto guy. <laughs> hey, it's like the crypto guy dealing in shit money. It's like the crypto guy. Holy cow, man. Hey, you know, <laughs> these guys, man. Hey, yeah, you know, we were playing board games. Yeah, I see Monopoly, but with real folks money. Yale goes complicated question. No, it's not. I'm paying Justin Herbert. I'm paying Josh Allen. I got to think about it with Lamar and with Jalen. How much? There lies the difference. You, you did the same thing with Dak. If you have to ask that question, how much? Then you don't have that guy. When I look at Joe Burrow, what is Cincinnati going to pay him? I don't know, but I know this. It's going to be a lot. <laughs> You think Cincinnati has leverage? Cincinnati don't have any leverage. You know where Philly has the leverage on Jalen? How many quarterbacks? You think Lamar Jackson could run that offense in Philly? How many people think Lamar Jackson could run that offense in Philly? Yeah, yeah, you know. And run it better. Who would you rather pay the 250 to? Lamar or Jalen? This guy's 25 years old and he's an MVP and his contract is up at the end of the year. What? And you have this guy potentially as a free agent with A.J. Smith at Devontae? I don't know. That might seem a little intriguing to me if I'm Lamar Jackson. That style fits me perfectly. What's the difference between Philly and Miami? You think Hurts will run that offense in Philadelphia better than Lamar Jackson? Wow. Oh, God. Don't tell anybody that publicly because you'll be considered the biggest asshole on the planet. Don't ever tell anybody you said that. Unless it's somebody in Philly because they'll agree with you because they'll agree with anything with the Eagles. But you start talking outside, you'll, you, they'll laugh you out of the room. They'll laugh you out of the room. Lamar Jackson. Hood Seals, what do you want to pay $45 million to to run your team in Philly? Lamar. Over Jalen? Sure. Where do I sign? He's a better player. He's 24 years old too. People forget that. That guy's 24 years old. I'm just saying, no, no. I'm just saying, well, his contract's up at the end of the year, end of the uh, season. And I'm saying this to you. He's going to have options. Miami, Philadelphia. Why wouldn't he? Who, who would you rather pay the $45 million to? Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson? Just asking. If I have to pay that kind of money, would I want the better player? Jalen Hurts is not the better player. He has not accomplished anything what Lamar has. Guy's a unanimous MVP. Led the NFL in touchdown passes. He's 24, 25 years old. I'm not talking about some guy who's 31. You pay Jalen that? Okay. It's the lesser player. It's the lesser player. In that style. 
Hugo's Miami would not take Lamar. Well, that's if your soul too was going to be healthy for the next 10 years. Are you? Emmanuel goes, Lamar gets injured more. Um, Jalen had surgery last year at the end of the season, did he not? Minor, albeit. That's how it starts. He had surgery last year. Are you sold to a tuck of Viola's, the guy in Miami? Sills, he's a great talent. I never said he wasn't. I'm saying this. You think he can get through the next 10 years or five? How about five years? How about five years? Look at, look at Casby. Julio's a jackass. You think Lamar can run the Philly offense, but we know Jalen can because he turned, turned it and he's winning. He's not the better player. I don't care what he's running. He's not the better player. Facts. He's not the he's not a better player than Lamar Jackson. He's not. Do you think Tua is going to be healthy? I agree with you on that Tua thing. Let me throw this at you here about Jordan Davis. It is great to hear that Jordan Davis has lost 20 pounds. I'll tell you why. The loss of Jordan Davis has been felt. And the big concern is, is he a Zion Williamson? Is he a Joel Embiid? Or is he a guy that's going to take it serious and know that this is a profession and know that his team needs him once he comes back and he's healthy to help stop the run. One of the issues that the team is now starting to sprout and starting to leak oil on is stopping the run. That's why they went to the drugstore and got two guys to play run defense for them. They don't even care if they pass rush. This is one of the reasons they went to the drugstore to get these guys. I am glad to hear this because when you're losing weight, and you're working on your game, that means you're focused on what the job entails and you're being a professional. Jordan Davis has really had a really good rookie year. I really like the kid. I want him part of my organization. Here's my only problem with Jordan Davis. His productivity does not equal his talent yet. His production does not equal it. It didn't equal it at Georgia, and it hasn't equaled it yet here in Philly. Those are facts. You had 43 games as a defensive tackle at Georgia, and you had nine sacks in 43 games. Not productive at all. He didn't have a lot of tackle in a particular year, 25, I think, at most. That's not very productive. Well, you had really great players. Irrelevant. Stand out in a crowd. You're the 13th pick. He has not fulfilled his enormous ability. That's a good thing when you see a guy losing 20 pounds and working at his game. That's a good thing. Trust me, Zion Williamson and his fat-eating habits. How can you miss 75% of your game so far as an NBA player 
They even gave him a max deal. You'll never get the return on investment with fat body Zion Williamson. He doesn't look at it how Jordan Davis has. Isn't one of the biggest shames on the planet when someone comes to you and say, how come you didn't succeed? Well, because I was fat. You talk about not utilizing the max of your ability. That's it in a nutshell. I'm too fat not to be productive. That's terrible. And this kid loses 20 pounds, and he's ready to rock. I love it, man. I love that. I think that's a really great sign for the Philadelphia Eagles. I think it's a great sign. And, and, and get this. It makes me feel more comfortable if I'm Howie Roseman when I have to whack Fletcher Cox and Hargrave. We're not paying you guys that money. We're not going to be 20. Get this, guys. The reason I'm not playing Fletcher Cox and Hargrave, I'm not paying two guys $30 million apiece. Oh, combined between the both of them. And you're 25th against the run. Sorry. Out. Hey, by the way, guys are great players. We really love you. Thanks for being Eagles, bud. Go play somewhere else. Now, if you want to come back for a million bucks, I don't even know if I want him back. I wouldn't want him back. Wouldn't want him. Why? Hugo's Hurts got smacked a lot in the last game. Well, he's carried the ball 35 times the last two games combined. 17-17, I think it was. Let me throw this at you, too. Let's move off of um, let's move off of Jordan here. Avante Maddox. <clears throat> Has Avante Maddox been the most underappreciated player on the Philadelphia Eagle defense? I'll tell you, what a loss. You could say all you want about Jordan Davis being out in it. You feel it. You do. The loss of Avante Maddox has been a big deal. It has been a big deal in that secondary. And from what I'm understanding by some of the conversations that are going on at the Novacare Center, he ain't playing this week. He's playing next week. I think that's when they're looking at his earliest return is next week. So he ain't playing Sunday. He's, he's not playing. So you're not going to have CJ and Avante Maddox, and you're going to implement Jordan Davis back into the rotation. Okay, this is going to be interesting. This is going to be very interesting here. Maddox has got to be one of the most underrated players on that defense. Quiet, did his job, played hard. Really a great player. And we said this, that when we saw that he was not back there, I didn't really think it was going to be that much of a loss. But now that you have CJ out and you got to start moving players around, Avante Maddox has been a loss. Okay? <clears throat> now, I will say this, though. There's still one problem, though. As good as he is as a cover guy, CJ and all these other guys, the Philadelphia Eagle defense is still one of the worst tackling defenses in the NFL. 
if not the worst. So when you start losing players like this, and this is why, again, by the way, we're going to look at week 13 of the NFL at the top of the hour here. Also, I'm going to reset and why I'm picking the Titans to win and why I'm picking the Titans to win on Sunday. You got it, Philiopolis. 23-20, baby. 23-20. You got it. Eagles' weak schedule defense alignment are the reason for 10-1. and one. Slay says he doesn't like to tackle. <laughs> it was very evident. Hurts is under 200 yards passing. Of course he is. You think that guy's going to start throwing the ball? Bro, they're going to run the ball 50 times in this game against the Titans. You don't want Derrick Henry getting that ball. That's all Jalen needs is three and outs, three and outs, three and outs. You keep giving Derrick Henry the ball. Yeah, okay, that'll work out. <laughs> yeah, why would – hey, so here, Jalen, throw the ball. If Jalen throws the ball 35 times, the Titans will win by 10. <laughs> They'll win by 10. 10. You better not throw the ball 35 times. 10. Hurts with Reich would play different next year. Maybe. Maybe. My man will say anything to give himself a chuckle. Philiopolis, the chuckle's going to be watching that freight train run right through the line of scrimmage on eight yards of pop. Bang, bang, bang. You know what's going to happen? Xander, it's going to be like this after you're in the third quarter, man. This guy's been banging and smashing heads with you for about 40 minutes, and he's in there just crushing you. He's just slamming into you, man, all 260 of them. Just banging into you, man, banging into you. You're going to start doing this. Hey, you know, I, <laughs> hey, hang on. <laughs> yeah, dude, that guy is special. That ain't Curtis Martin running. That guy's a big dude, man. He's great. I love watching him play. We will keep King Henry sitting on the throne watching us go up and down the field on the rafts. That's right. It won't be throwing the ball because your passing game has kind of gone the other way. You know, it's like not very good any longer. It's okay. Yeah, but here. Now, remember when I tell you this, and I want you guys to understand something here on this Friday. Just because you're going to get beat on Friday, this is not an indictment on the season. You guys are just not healthy. So listen, I used to tell people this all the time before. They thought they wanted to wrestle Big Sills. I did this to Mark Spindler. By the way, you should ask Lomas Brown this the next time he's on with Barrett. There's a little square in the middle of the Lions locker room, and I said, look, I'm opinion five seconds. But I don't want you to get into a fight with me after, and I don't want you to be upset. I'm going to pin you in five seconds. Sure enough, Big Sills picked him up and pinned him in five seconds in the little logo. He jumped up. I said, huh? 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 We had an agreement. <laughs> had an agreement. So I'm here on a Friday to help you because you'll need help come Monday. It's okay. It's okay. 
35-14 Eagles. You just gave up 33 to the Packers and Jordan Love. Oh. Keep them off the field. We can run on these fools. Anyone really. Feed Miles. We are not going to get beat, Sills. Sills, you may want to call in Monday after we went. I'm not going to do it. Are you kidding me? I'm here for your help. I'm going to be your doctor, Joseph, come Monday. It's okay. Because it's not going to be a big deal. You're going to be 10 and 2 Monday. It's okay. It's okay. I'm here for help. 1-800-BIG-SILLS. <laughs> 1-800-BIG-SILLS. 2320. Titans. Mm. Absolutely. If you, well, I'm going to do that. Let me do that at the top. Let me, let me, let me do that at the top here because I want to, I, I want to, I want to throw some more stats at you here. Are we making bets then? Hey, all I know is this, Dylan. You don't have the horses to stop this guy. You think you do. You went to the, you, you went to the Carl Juniors and got two guys to stop the run. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, excuse me. Is Sue and Joseph in here? Yeah, they're back there with the Friars. Hey, guys. Hey, this is Howie. I know you guys played a long time. Can you do me a favor? We can't stop the run if Jonathan Gannon can't figure it out. You guys got any ball left in you? Yeah, I got some ball left in me. Great. Okay. I'll send you to a prorated contract. Dominican, here you go. Two and a half, three million. Got it. You're the better player, Joseph. Here, here's your boy. Thank you very much. You guys have to put in now. Like Carl Jr.'s now and tell him that you're like resigning here. So we'll expect you over to Nova Care Center tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Michael Parsons should be considered for MVP. Absolutely not. You play on a defense that gets killed every day. Guy play. Hey, so this guy wants Michael Parsons to be the MVP on a defense. That's 32nd against the run. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Dan, do you think the Eagles have to pay Hurts or can wait a year? Danny, wouldn't that be insulting? Guy takes you to the Super Bowl, finishes second in the most valuable player award. Are you going to let him go into a, 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 a training camp without a contract? How insulting. It'll cost you more on the other end. You're trying to make this relationship a good relationship. Clutch Sports, Clutch Sports is coming at it with top dollar, dog. They're coming off the top rope. Well, you think Clutch Sports is going to come in and go like this? Hey, Xander, right? Watch this. Here's Clutch Sports. Clutch Sports. Okay, Maverick Carter and all them guys. Right? You know, you know what they're going to do? They're going to go like this. You know, Philly's such a great place for you, Jalen. Here's 20 less. Here's a $30 million contract. I would fire them right there. Get out of here. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, 
Jay, they had to go to the Carl Juniors to get you guys, man. I mean, you had to walk into an IHOP or somewhere and look for bodies because they apparently don't have them in Philly. Welcome to 1-800-BIG-SILL-SUICIDE-HOTLINE. Our motto is, hey, don't do it. <laughs> See, Joseph, you could never say that on the air in Philly. Oh, my God. He's making fun of us. Nobody's doing that. Absolutely never with anybody stupidity people are dumb they're like making shit into bigger shit <laughs> um i have the eagles winning 24 19 over the titans who are banged up they are banged up as well paul 14 guys on ir does jerry jones own jacob media or something why what's wrong with jerry jones i missed it something wrong with jerry jones Oh, an idiotic pitcher. I forgot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What are you going to do? Watch this. You know what my favorite thing about that story is with Jerry Jones? What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it, snowflakes? What are you going to do about it? (laughs) Take his team away? Highly not likely. (laughs) And by the way, you know what I would be very careful on if I was ESPN and Disney? You notice Fox doesn't hammer that picture. If I were kind of careful with myself, Jerry Jones is in charge of the television network contracts with Bob Kraft. I'd shut my mouth or they're going to come get you. It's one thing to talk shit on an owner. Daniel Snyder has the worst environment in the history of business. And you know he's probably still going to keep his team. You know why? Because House Republicans took the House over, and all those investigations go away. And he pays those people. It's another thing to insult Jerry Jones. You see Dak defending him today? Damn right. You see Michael Irvin, Emmett, Dion, Troy? Damn right. Those guys all work with networks. Why do you think that is? Tony Romo? Why do you think Jerry Jones has all these cowboy guys in high-powered positions in broadcasting? Oh, let me guess. It's just worked out that way. Romo's on CBS. Aikman's on Monday night. Michael Irvin is on the NFL Network. Moose Johnson's on the second broadcast team. You guys are high if you think anything's happening to Jerry Jones. <laughs> yeah. What about the pitcher? It's irrelevant. Hey, nothing happened to that guy. Wishful thinking. It's like somebody doing something to Elon Musk. When you got FU money like that, it means nothing. He bought Twitter as a goof for $44 billion. Can you imagine spending $44 billion because you wanted the biggest microphone in the world? It's all he did it for. It's the only guy on there talking. Trump's not even talking anymore. Philiopolis goes, all those names you just mentioned live in the big house with Papa Jerry. Yeah. And? Philiopolis, are you trying to break... A story that no one knows? 
We're going to reset. Week 13. See, I'm here just to help you out here and tell you the reality of life. If I were ESPN, I'd be careful. (laughs) I'd be very careful shitting on Jerry Jones. Because that will come back to haunt you. You notice Fox Sports ain't hammering it. Nobody. First take, undisputed, nobody is talking about it. ESPN, with their woke ways, that's Disney. They got to sit down next year with them again. Oh, and I heard you want that streaming service for the Red Zone channel? I don't think so. That's probably going to Amazon now. Hour three, keep it here on the National Football Show. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Jim Gardner is an icon. A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor, a pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted, revered. Appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate. Honest. And fair. He is extremely dedicated, motivated, and always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader. And we're lucky to have him. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh. And go birds. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Big Sills National Football Show. We just got a confirmation for next week. 
I've been trying for about seven months to get this man on the show. Who do you think will be on Tuesday? He's from Philly. I, Xander. No, 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 no. I'm still rock ain't coming on to the first of the year. You see the emails I send you, Xander. Who do you think is coming on Tuesday at 4.15 Eastern? Josh Allen. Thank you very much, Chris. He's a Philly sports icon. Jim Gardner. Might try to get him on. Bet he's a sports fan. How about we get Angelo on? How about Angelo? God, it's taken me a long time. But we get Angelo on Tuesday. Heck, Sills and Angelo. Sills and Angelo on Tuesday. That should be pretty entertaining. Okay? No, not Angelo. What are you talking about? You don't like Angelo Cadali? What are you, crazy? Dude, that guy's a legend, man. I even I even I like his style. Because I am his style, kind of in a way. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, Angelo, Tuesday, Tuesday, 415. Angelo and you. <laughs> oh man. Oh, Angelo isn't in bed by 3 p.m. Hilarious. Okay. Sills, the two of you, look, look at what Birdman says. Xander, is this true, you think? Sills, the two of you are so similar. You think that's you think that's true right there, what Birdman says? Sills, you, two of you guys are so similar. I love his style. I love Angelo Cadaldi's style. <laughs> Brian, thank you, my friend. Really cool. Sills, when are you getting Joy Taylor on? Because you asked me, I'm going to punish you for another week. Craig, <laughs> I'll get her around Christmas time. Okay. 100% Angelo is Sills without the Twitter. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. He's. Italian brothers. And that's why we like Garoppolo. I'm done. Don't you understand? All the great Paisans and all the great Guineas, they end in O. De Niro, Pacino, Marino, Cilio, Angelo. Well, it's Cadaldi, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> they all end in O. You crazy. <laughs> okay. Now that we throw that out there to you. <laughs> oh my God, Chris hurt so. Holy shit. Now I got to revamp everything. Wait a minute. Okay. Wait a minute here. There's a problem now. 
okay, all the shit talking that I have on Herzo, Jalen Herzo. Now that you guys have made him a paisan, I don't know. I got a problem now. I gotta, I've got to think this through. I really seriously, I got to think this through now. Look at what you've done here, Chris. You've absolutely destroyed everything here. Okay, Jalen Herzo. I mean, shit. What am I supposed to do now? I can't talk shit on the guy. <laughs> Josh Allen O. <laughs> hey, now you guys get it. Any Anytime you guys want me to talk well about somebody, drop a freaking O on the end, and it's there. I promise you. Shalio, Garoppolo. Hey, man, he's a paisan as far <laughs> Gambino, you know, we're going to work away from that one there. You know, those guys kind of go here, and I don't know. I don't want to know those guys. You know, they got those watches that they go like this. You know, the Gambino side of the family, those are the guys that do this. You got about five minutes to get in that hole. Or what happens? I work in the insurance business. I cancel policies. My watch ain't working. (laughs) Dude, what? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, my family, hey, my family dinners. We had the firemen here and we had, you know, those guys over here. My grandpa'd be like this. Don't go over there, those guys, you know, they're no good. <laughs> don't go to the west side with Johnny West. They're no good. Go, don't go over there. No, no. Nikki Scarfo, stay away from my guy. Hey, I'll tell you something about the Scarfo family from Philly. Made a hell of a pasta vazul. <laughs> They made a hell of a cannoli and a great pasta fazole. Trust me when I tell you. You know, you put the little bread on the top of the pasta fazole, okay? I mean, I'm not kidding. The Scarfo family can make a pasta fazole. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, he's no better than Hertz. You sound crazy. Thank you, Stanley. You just figured that out today? Congratulations to you. You're headed to the game. All right. Resetting. Get your dukes up. Tennessee, 20. Eagles, 20. Titans, 23. Eagles, 20. You suffer your second loss. Because the freight train, known as Derrick Henry, runs you to F over. And you're going to hear this. Is this thing at Lincoln Financial? Is this thing at Lincoln Financial? You're going to hear this. You're going to go, what's that, what's that, what's that belt? Is that a, is, is that a horn on a train? Is he 22, right? Engine 22 coming through. Right off 95 coming through the link. One stop. (laughs) Hey, Derrick Henry has one stop. It's at the link. Then he takes off. (laughs) Yeah, train 22 stops at the link. At around 1 o'clock Eastern time on Sunday. How many passengers is he picking up? 11. (laughs) 11. What do you mean 11? Yeah, he's picking up 11 Eagle guys. He's picking up a shipment, and then he's taking off again. Wow, so he's stopping at the link? Yeah. 
you'll know when you'll hear it too. He's got a big engine and it's he's got a big horn. Yeah. He'll probably stop right there at the 50 with those great special teams the Eagles have. <laughs> hey, can you imagine this? You do that shit against the Tennessee Titans and Derrick Henry, where you give up three plays of 50 yards in returns. He starts the ball at the 50. Shit, man. He could fall down 10 times and be at the goal line. <laughs> That's how big this guy is. He could fall down forward 10 times and be inside the 20. Don't do that to that Titans team where your special teams causes you and then your great defense, which your coordinator, Mr. Wonderbread. <laughs> hey, man, this guy here, man, Jonathan Gannon. Holy shit. I'm not kidding you, man. That guy's a marshmallow. <laughs> hey, that guy's a marshmallow. They should call him, the, they should call Jonathan Gannett's defense the marshmallow coverage. It's a marshmallow. The marshmallow coverage. Are the Titans healthy? No. But, dude, so wait, I'm going to throw common sense at you here. Ready? Do you stop the run? No. Is Derrick Henry the best back in the game? Yes. Is your secondary banged up? Yes. Avante Maddox and your Pro Bowl slot corners out? Yes. Okay. Your tight ends, you have no tight end. And your second wide receiver is not part of your offense. Tell me I'm wrong. And your special teams are the worst in the league. And on top of that defense, you're the worst tackling team in the league. And you got to tackle. See, here's the thing, Xander. Here's the thing, everyone. When you play here, watch my lips. <laughs> when you play against a team like Tennessee, you have to tackle. <laughs> You have to throw your arms around here, fundamental form, and tackle. And according to PFF, the Eagles are the worst tackling team in the league. So against the best running back in the league, here to help, you have to tackle. <laughs> <laughs> mm. tackle tackle football can the titans stop our run well dave here here's what i would say you don't have a defensive football player on your football team that compares to jeffrey simmons there's no one on your team close to that guy their linebackers are pretty good secondary's not that kid from Virginia Tech, is he ever healthy? They got the hit here. The Titans are going to have the best offensive player on the field and the best defensive player on the field and the best coaching staff. Can I tell you what to do? Hurt so. It's really great. I, I, it, it's now limiting me in talking shit on Jalen. Jalen Hurtso. I don't know. 
I'm going to get to week 13 here in a second. Also, there's some pretty good college football games, including tonight, Pac-12. I think they play football there because I know they don't play defense, but they play some type of football. Titans want Hurts to pass. Of course they do because he can't. Titans can't defend the pass or the, your offense can't throw the pass. Look at the last couple of weeks since Goddard's been out. 122 yards, 104, 155. <laughs> Man, that's some high-powered offense you got going there. I mean, seriously, you talk about airing it out like last night. Man, I watched this guy Josh Allen play last night, man. He's a stud. That's a quarterback. What a quarterback. Seven players on the Titans at least have two INTs. Interesting. I didn't know that. Nice stat. (coughs) Hugh, Dan, Caleb Williams. Dude, he plays against the conference. That's terrible. You know why Utah is in the conference title game tonight? They're like the only team in the Pac-12 that plays defense. Kyle Whittingham is one of the only guys that plays defense still in that conference. It's why Utah and Oregon are the best schools in that conference. Southern Cal's defense gives up 500 yards a game. That's not a real team. In the SEC, USC would be 8-4. and four. They would get murdered. You don't play defense in the Southeastern Conference. You're going to get trucked. You're going to get killed. Why do you think Lincoln Riley ran to USC? Because Oklahoma was going to the Southeastern Conference. Let me go to the lesser conference with the bigger brand. It's perfect. What a bailout. Think about that. Lincoln Riley gets credit for going to Southern Cal and turning it around. Well, it's shitty football out there. USC has shitty, and Pac-12 football is shitty football. I pointed this out to you. Hugh, everyone, figure this out. Name me a football team outside of Southern Cal that has won the national championship on the West Coast in the last 60 years. Washington. Okay. Who else sells? You've had two teams in 60 years on the West Coast win a national title. (laughs) Two, USC and Washington. The rest of them, shitty football on the West Coast. Players are good. Shitty coaching. Shitty, Shitty or programs. They spend a lot of money, but they don't get any results. Will they put USC in the Final Four? Of course they will. They beat Utah, which I don't think they will tonight. And if they beat Utah, they'll put them in no matter what. Alabama's not going in. They're not putting Bama in because Bama would crush Michigan. Bama would probably have to play the winner of the SEC. Can you imagine that? So if I were the other teams in the Final Four, I'd want Alabama in. Because the winner of the SEC, well, no. Because LSU, even if they win, they're not going in. If LSU wins tonight or Saturday, they're not going. 
They got three losses. They're not going. Georgia will still go. Michigan would go to number one. Georgia go to number two. Yeah. Michigan play Alabama in the opening round. They would get murdered. Michigan would get murdered by Alabama. Here, what do you think the point spread would be in a Michigan-Alabama game, Jalen? Or Alexander? What do, you, what, do you, what do you think the point spread would be? 14 points, Bama? <laughs> 14? 17? I don't know. Point spread would be what? 14, 17 points. Michigan, man, playing that shitty conference. Outside, you take Ohio State outside of the Big Ten. What do they have? Penn State? Okay. Then what? Purdue? <laughs> what do you got in the Big Ten? You ain't got shit in that conference. Ohio State has been murdered the last two years because Ryan Day sucks in recruiting. He's not bringing in the SEC defensive linemen like they did in the past under Urban Liar. That's the one thing Urban Liar had because he recruited at Florida. What was that? Connections into the South Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Louisiana. Those kids ain't going to Ohio State anymore. Also, COVID threw that off. Nobody's going to go to a conference that shuts football down for no reason. The SEC barreled through um, COVID, never missed a game. And the Pac-12 and the Big Ten are suffering because of it. You understand that the reason the Pac-12 and the Big Ten don't have the players that they used to have, the SEC has them all. SEC barreled through COVID-19. They weren't missing games. They were not, not having Pac stadiums. And they were right. And they were right. Those other conferences closed it down. They were wrong. Kids don't stay in Los Angeles to go to USC anymore. That's why Lincoln Riley was brought in there. He was brought in there to keep kids in LA from not leaving, going to the SEC. COVID-19 was the best thing ever happened to pack to the uh, SEC. Because he kept all the kids local at home. They weren't getting in airplanes going to Michigan or Ohio State or Oregon or UCLA. Families wanted them to stay home, so if you got sick, you could get in a car and drive home. Ole Miss, Mississippi, A&M, Tennessee, all those kids stayed home. That's why the SEC will have about 120 kids drafted this coming April. Facts. Ohio State is a top five in recruiting every year. How come they don't win it then? <laughs> really? Well, what team did they play this year that was ranked in the top 10 they beat? Look at that schedule right now. Well, you know, when they played them at the beginning of the year, well, they weren't really that team at the end of the year then, were they? Well, they were number three at week two. And what are they now? They're five and six. <laughs> Oh, well, they're not very good then. Seals, when are you going to sit down? I don't sit down, dude. I don't mean to snap at you like that. All right, let me do this. Now, oh, by the way, real quick, before we get into week 13 of the NFL, 
Um, college football expansion, the 12. <laughs> How many people like college basketball? <clears throat> I can't think too many people in here are college basketball fans. What's the point of the conference championship tournaments when the selection committee picks that Sunday teams to go to the 64-team tournament? What's the point of it? What's the point of playing 35 games in a, in a year than playing a conference championship and one of your teams gets beat, who's a good team like Kansas? What's the point of those things? There is no point. It's cash register. So now you're going to have 12 teams. So our, the SEC must look at this and go, really? <laughs> hey, 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 think about this for a minute. Xander, you're going to have 12 teams now in the conference football playoff? Okay, well, Tennessee will go. LSU will go. Bama will go. Georgia will go. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? You're going to put all those teams in a tournament and you're going to try to beat those teams? <clears throat> you know why the SEC usually doesn't have a very good college bowl record? Because the number one team from Conference USA will take on the number eight team in the SEC, like South Carolina. And then they end up beating them. And they're like, well, they don't really have a good bowl record. Yeah, well, the lesser of the lessers play the best of the best from Conference USA or the Sun Belt Conference or whatever. Anytime you get matchups where you got to go like the Final Four, they destroy anybody. The Southeastern Conference is like a Death Star. It's the best football there is. I love watching it. It's like watching JV football when I watch Big Ten and Pac-12 football. All right, let's get into week 13 of the NFL here. It's like the Premier League. They're great. Seals, what's your college football prediction? Georgia wins a national title again. What would yours be? <laughs> I think stupid Southern Cal gets in. It'll be a walk in the park for Georgia. They'll play them and kill them. And they'll play Michigan and TCU. Michigan may beat TCU. I would love to see TCU in the title game, but it'll be Georgia versus Michigan like it was a year ago. It'll be an ass kicking. You, you, hey, wait a minute. Here, here, here's the national championship game, Georgia-Michigan. You ready? Game. <laughs> game. Here we go, week 13 NFL. See my boy last night? See Josh Allen last night, man? Let me get them stats. God, man. I feel like I gave birth to this guy. I love this guy. 22-33. 223 and two touchdowns. On pace for 49-25 and 39 touchdowns. Damn, this kid's good. That's quarterback. That's guy you want to pay $50 million to. You pay Jalen 50, I'll pay him 50. Okay? Who, who do you think has a better career? Who will have the better NFL career? Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts? 
Who will have the better career? Watch this. Watch this. Who will have a better career? Hurts. <laughs> Who is going to have a better career? Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts? Simple question. Hurts. Dink and dunk. That kid Carter at Georgia is a, is a beast. He's really good. He is. You know Josh Allen's going to have a better career. You know he's going to have a better career. Absolutely. Oh, come on, Mac. I will give Jalen credit for one thing. I was the 56th player taken. He was the 51st player taken. So at least he was taken ahead of me in the draft. Congratulations. <laughs> Five picks. Okay, it's okay. Good for him. You know it hurts. Oh, yeah, really? How funny. How funny. Uh, hey, this is Angelo. Hold on. I don't, I, Angelo wants to come on. Looking forward to it. Did the Bills win? Of course they won. Josh Allen, man. What a great player. That was a great game last night. <clears throat> Here we go, Sunday. Cleveland, Houston. Deshaun Watson. <whistles> I wish he was in Philly. I wish he was the Eagles quarterback. Wow. Can you imagine Deshaun Watson in Philadelphia, quarterback in this unit with that run game? Holy cow. I want you to imagine that for a second. Somebody with that skill and talent in Philly. Can you imagine? Wow. Dan, who you got Sunday, King Henry or King Arthur? I got King Henry. 23-20 goes for 150 north of it. Can you imagine having Deshaun Watson as your starting quarterback in Philly? God, that'd be great. What a great football player he is. Man, I love that guy. I think he's going to have a really good game. He's been practicing with the team. I would say this. 28-20. Deshaun Watson's glorious return at Houston, too, just to drive it in a little bit deeper. Absolute. Denver at Baltimore. I am taking the Ravens at home. 24-20. I think it's almost time to shut down Russell Wilson. Green Bay at Chicago. You want to hear something here? I think Justin Fields is going to get his justice here. I think they upset the Green Bay Packers. And beat them 26-24. I'm taking Chicago in the upset. Now, again, 
I'll get a mulligan here on this one. Fields doesn't play. I'm not sure about his shoulder. Jacksonville at Detroit. Tell you what, man. Dan Campbell's group, not too bad, right? Not too bad lately, man. Been playing some ball games. You're going to be wrong about Fields. He's a great talent. Needs a team around him. I could be. I could be. They're starting to coach him like Jalen. He's never going to be a prolific passer either, like Jalen. But what he can do is win games with his athleticism. And if they coach him right, they may get it right. I agree, Xander. They're finally coaching him right. I mean, they, um, Matt, Maggie, and all them dudes, they were trying to coach him as a dropback guy. He's not a dropback guy. Jalen's not a dropback guy. I got Jacksonville winning this game because I think Trevor Lawrence is a good ball player. I'm going 29-26. The New York Jets and the greatness of Mike White versus Minnesota. This is one of the big wins for the Eagles this year. He's beaten the Vikings. I would say this to you. Minnesota wins this game at home, Minneapolis. 34-17. Mike White comes back to reality. This Atlanta team's kind of tricky, isn't it? They're hanging in there in that NFC South. If I were the Bucs, you better win on Monday night, dude. This Atlanta team's on your ass. And New Orleans has always put up a good game against Brady since he's been in Tampa Bay. That's going to be an interesting ball game. I actually got Atlanta winning this game. I got Atlanta winning this game 29-21. I don't know if Marcus Mariota has won the job in Atlanta or an opportunity to win the job in Atlanta, but I'll tell you what, Mariota has had a pretty solid season. They're in, they're hanging in there. It's not a very good division. We all know that, but I think Marcus, for they don't even have the kid Kyle Pitts, right? He's been banged up this year. I think I think Mariota's done a pretty decent job. Washington at New York. By the way, this is where the NFC East starts to cannibalize itself in the month of December because all the teams are going to start playing each other pretty much every other week. You're going to start playing division opponents. It's later in the schedule versus earlier in the schedule. And you're going to start cannibalizing one another here. Washington at the New York Giants. I got Washington winning this game. I do not believe in the New York Giants. Not that Washington – by the way, Chase Young's back this week as well. I got Washington winning this game 28-19. I don't think New York can score enough. Miami at San Francisco, one of the must-watch games of the weekend. Tua versus San Francisco. By the way, Christian McCaffrey could be out. Swelling on the knee. It's going to be a game-time decision on Sunday on whether he plays or not. If I'm San Francisco, personally, because of the way the division is running right now, personally, I sit him. It may cost me that game, but I need McCaffrey for the stretch run here. I don't need him for just one game. And if he can't go, that'll be a major issue because Debo Samuel has been out. That being said, I'm taking Miami on the road. 
31, 27. We got the Dolphins in an upset here. Seattle at the Rams. Rams are on vapor. Aaron Donald's even on IR now. Stafford's not playing. Seattle wins. This is what makes this game important for San Francisco if McCaffrey's not there because Seattle could take the lead in the NFC West with a win here. They're going to win. 27-21. I got Seattle winning that game. How about this ball game? Kansas City at Cincy. Cincy's picking it up. And if you want to look at real numbers, Joe Burrow is picking it up. He's putting up good numbers. He's not turning the ball over. And again, they started the season 0-2. Last week against Tennessee, a team that sacked them nine times in the playoffs, they gave up one. They're starting to play better in the O-line. Duke Tobin did a nice job at putting guys, and it's just taking its time. But the Bengal O-line is coming around. He's getting more protection. And get this, Jamar Chase is back. So you add Chase to the mix, proving O-line. Joe Burrow's putting numbers up again. I don't know. I got Cincinnati in this game. At home, against Kansas City, I got it in upset, Cincinnati. I think the Bengals win this ball game. And I'm going to say 33-30. I think Burrow outduels them. Chargers versus the Raiders. A lot of stuff going around with Las Vegas. Josh McDaniel, too, had to get a vote of confidence from Mark Davis. You're now getting Mike Williams back and Keenan Allen on the field at the same time, and Austin Eckler's healthy. I think the Chargers have the best defensive back slash safety in the game and Derwin James. He's a heck of a football player. I love the kid. I got the Chargers winning this game with Justin Herbert. They're picking up steam. 28-19. Indianapolis at Dallas. This will be a very interesting ball game. Dallas can't stop the run. I don't give a shit what they say. The situation in Philly is not as dire as it is in Dallas, in my opinion, when it comes to stopping a run. So, for me, Indianapolis is going to keep this game close. Prescott's going to have to win this game. I think he can. I got Dallas winning this game. 31-24. Then on Monday night, New Orleans at Tampa. I don't know what it is. It doesn't matter what the quarterback or who the quarterback is in New Orleans. The Bucs struggle against that front seven of the Saints and most notably Brady. And it's always, I don't know what it is, folks, but even back in my playing time, whatever it is between the Saints and the Bucs, these two teams have a rivalry Every year, it is a close game. It's a physical game. Every single season, I've never not seen that game close. You never, you, you, you never see that game where another team is really just taking complete advantage. The Saints, though, for whatever reason, have always owned the Bucs. 
still taking Brady and the Bucks. They got to win to get to six and six on the season. I got the Buccaneers in this game in a low scoring game, 21 17. All right, let me take a time out here. Keep it here on the National Football Show. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Jim Gardner is an icon. A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor. A pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted. Revered. Appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate. Honest. And fair. He is extremely dedicated. Motivated. And always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader. And we're lucky to have him. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh. And go birds. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. National Football Show. So how do you like my prediction? 23-20. Titans over the Eagles on Sunday. You concerned about it? You know everything that I said today is true. You know I did. You struggle stopping the run. 
You're banged up in the secondary. You're going to have an emotional wideout. Your coach is probably going to be emotional knowing him. This guy will be all over the joint. Sirianni, can't talk too much shit on him. He's a paisan. Eighty-five. Jordan Davis is back, savior. Okay. So Jordan Davis versus uh, Derrick Henry. Who do you got? No, no. Better yet, who do you have? Derrick Henry versus Jonathan Gannon. Don't you guys ever do that matchup in your head? Tom Brady versus Jonathan Gannon. It, it sounds comical when you do it, though. See, but you don't want to do it that way. But coaches put players in shitty positions to win. We see it all the time. In the NFL, coaching is more valuable. Watch this. I'll, give, I'll, I'll make a point here. I doubt that Xander will agree. Why do you think Nick Saban didn't succeed in the NFL? Not that he was terrible. Why do you think he failed? There's more detailed coaching in the NFL than in college. In college, it's about the Jimmys and Joes and just having better guys. My guys are better, and they're going to beat your guys up. You're a recruiter. When you're in the NFL, you have to draft, develop, evaluate, and pay. There's a whole – pro football can't be any more different than the college game than you can imagine. It's like the moon and the sun. They're two different groups. The game is fundamentally the same, but the people in it are fundamentally completely different. Completely different. That's why you could draft it. You could have a coach who's a great recruiter like Ed Ogeron, and he can win a national title. You're not going to have a shitty coach. Now, nah, well, you know, some would say Mike McCarthy. All right. Mike McCarthy, I wouldn't write home about and say that that guy's a great play caller. That guy's the worst timeout guy I've ever seen in my life, too. Hugo's good show. Thank you, dude. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson's so shitty. Guy's responsible for three Super Bowls. He's a shitty coach. And well, I'll ask you this, Chris. If Jimmy, is Jimmy so shitty, how how come Jerry hasn't been back to a conference championship game in 30 years? Can he answer that one for me? If Jimmy Johnson's so shitty of a coach, how come Jerry hasn't been back to a conference title game in 30 years? (laughs) Hey, And he even had Parcells under contract. Can you tell me? 23-17 Titans are one-dimensional. Eagles win all ways. So wait a minute. The Titans are one-dimensional. What have you been the last two weeks? Let me guess. Have you seen a great offensive output in the passing game the last three weeks? It looks like something out of like, Dude, even Jackson State puts up more passing yards. It's like Alabama State University versus the Citadel.
Oh, Chris, got you. Thank you, brother. Hey, Dan, you haven't been right yet picking against the Eagles. Huh. It's a good point. I actually got stuffed when I, when I, when I, when I, when I, well, the only game I picked that you would lose. Now I did say two and four, but as we got into the season, only one I picked has been so far, really Minnesota. I thought Minnesota would put it on you and they couldn't. And they're showing who they are. I haven't really picked against the Eagles since Minnesota. So here we are. (laughs) How you doing? I got the Titans winning 31-28 at Xander. Damn. Even Xander. By the way, it won't be an indictment on your team. One loss or one win doesn't make you a season. It's not college football. That's why I look at it differently. You know, if they get destroyed and there's a problem in the run game and the special teams keeps being an issue, then it becomes a trend and we start talking about that. But if, say, Jalen plays bad, hypothetically, not saying he will, but that, that's no indictment on the other 11 games he played. It's absolutely none. Everyone plays bad. Brady's played bad. Aaron Rodgers. Mahomes. Oh, and now I'm a liar on a Friday. How do you know that? Great game tonight. I got Utah winning that game. I got Utah. By the way, some pretty good college football games too. Utah Southern Cal tonight. Utah's 11 going into the game versus USC. Uh, Big 12 title game. Barrett must love this. K-State versus TCU. For the Big 12 title, I think TCU wins that game. LSU, Georgia, I would say that Georgia wins this game. I think they win it handily. Michigan, Purdue. Wow. What a hell of a Big Ten title game. Unranked Purdue versus Michigan. Unranked Purdue. Great goes, Cilio, you're a fire starter. (laughs) I've been accused of that my whole entire career, Greg. Purdue, unranked in a conference title game. Dude, even the Big 12 has two teams ranked. The shitty Big 10 with an unranked team is playing Michigan for the Big 10 title. (laughs) Even the ACC has two teams ranked. Jesus, criminy. Who's Michigan playing for the Big 10 title? Purdue. Who? You mean Purdue, Drew Brees, Purdue? That Purdue? Yeah, that Purdue. Are they ranked? No. I think they're six and five. <laughs> Jesus criminy. Michigan playing. Can you hey, can you imagine? This would be Xander. This Big Ten title game would be like Georgia playing Vanderbilt. <laughs> It'd be like Georgia Vanderbilt. Who's Georgia playing in the conference title game? Vanderbilt. No, you mean they're playing them in, you mean like a spelling bee. Vanderbilt builds bombs and they build debate teams and spelling bee teams. They don't build football teams at Vanderbilt. Like they build bombs there, right? And they got like debate teams and shit like that, right? And they they cure diseases at Vanderbilt. They don't make football teams at Vanderbilt. 
said Vanderbilt. <laughs> Dan, name one signature win by the 49ers. Eagles. Jimmy G, Eagles. Easy. Eagles. No. Um, Dak in the playoffs last year. And the Packers at home at Lambeau. Yeah. Oh, whoa, no, 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 no. Hold on here. Hold on here for a second. Let me see if he asked me if it was this year. Dan, name one signature win by the Niners. Excuse me, Xander. That doesn't say this year. Where, where, where do you see it saying this year? Dan, name one signature win by the 49ers. I don't see this year on there. You asked me for a signature win. I gave him to you. Oh, let's cut it up and dice it up. Okay, I got you this year. <laughs> See, I can read. <laughs> you asked me one signature. Dude, Jacob is great, man. Dude, don't forget, guys, too, the pre- and post-game show on Sunday. And by the way, your therapy on Monday, Um, look. I'm going to tell, I'm going to hook you up. He meant this year. Thank you, Roland. What do you want, mouthpiece? Well, you and Xander are like, are what, PR firms now for the guy? He didn't know what he posted? I got, we, we got guys in here now that are PR reps for people that are posting in my chat room. Oh, everybody's represented by somebody nowadays. Come on, not. Come on, Dan. Are you serious? Stop being a, a what snowflake? Snowflake. Everybody's got a PR rep. You keep ignoring my post. Titans one win against a winning team, Washington. You talk like they're unbeatable. No, I'm talking like you can't stop the run. And you're playing Derrick Henry. And you've got a Swiss cheese DC. Dude, your defense has more holes in it than Swiss cheese. And I like Swiss cheese. <laughs> what has more holes in it? Jonathan Gannon's defense or Swiss cheese? I got to go Gannon. <laughs> I, I, I got to go Jonathan Gannon. <laughs> Swiss cheese. Here's Jonathan Gannon versus Derrick Henry. Game. <laughs> <laughs> Ray, we will see. Better bring a mouthpiece. Ray, this is going to be such a hard-hitting football game. You might want to wear a mouthpiece sitting on your couch. <laughs> Everybody might get hit. <laughs> How come you have your mouthpiece in? Silly old said that. I might get hit here at home. Or I might bite down on my tongue after the Titans win and run for 250 yards on them. <laughs> How come I'm wearing a mouthpiece? You're talking to your wife. Celio said I should wear a mouthpiece because I might bite my tongue off. <laughs> and I, I don't need to bite my tongue off because I don't want to talk to him on Monday if this team loses. 85 Bonifatuna to you too, man. Wonder if Cox would just stand up when he's doubled again. Chris, that dude, well, you know what though, man? Honestly, the Titans don't have, their O-line is not great. I think their O-line was better a year ago than it was this year. 
Dylan. Dylan, so you're like silver linings? You're one of them crazy Eagle guys that stand up the whole time when the game's on? Dude, Jerome told me about all these guys. He goes, Sills, you should see this shit here in this city on Sunday. Most people don't go to church. <laughs> okay. Like around one o'clock Sundays. They do it like at six o'clock in the morning. People who are religious in Philly go to they go to the they go to church at six o'clock in the morning. Cause they gotta get back for tailgating. <laughs> Am I wrong? Wait, hey, come on here. Come on, Father. Let's go. Let's get the novenas going here. I gotta I I I, I gotta tailgate to get to. <laughs> Uh, and even the priest goes, I got you. I got you. I understand. I'm at a tailgate myself. Relax. Hey, 23-20. Got the Titans upsetting the Eagles. Let's see what happens on Sunday. Don't forget our pre and post game show. Guys, you were great. Just let those pipes ready big sills. <laughs> I love you guys very much, man. You guys have a great weekend. It's going to be a power-packed weekend in football. We appreciate you guys stepping in here. Xander, great stuff as always. We shall see you Monday, 3 to 6 Eastern, and we'll see you on the flip side. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.